Today's guest is a multi-brand owner and millennium entrepreneur responsible for one of Europe's top e-liquid manufacturing facilities, one of the UK's most widely available CBD brands, and of course, the owner of the best energy supplement brand in eSports, whilst also somehow fitting in time to play paintball competitively and is about to embark on a whole new adventure as a father. Billy Beyond, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing, Bill? Um, How are we doing? All good, man. All good. Can I first start by just saying it's it's a pleasure to uh, to, to be on here, and also that little Ant and Deck have grown up, and it's really cute <laughs> to see like, how how good you guys are now. And like, I'm glad you've moved on to bigger and better things. But yeah, nice. You've nice. you've definitely been preparing for this. You've got a list of jokes <laughs> yeah, at the side. Yeah. He's practicing those dad jokes for when he becomes That's a dad. It, I am. I am, I am. <laughs> No, he's got a list. He's like, right, I've got to, I've got to tick all these off before the end of the podcast. <laughs> he's got somebody all, in an earpiece. Here, Paradox is in his ear. He's got somebody in an earpiece telling him yeah, what to say. Paradox isn't funny, man. This is the issue. Like, <laughs> he's just uh, real straight laced. Like, loves code, loves computers. That is it. Like <laughs> we're gonna have to have you in his ear when he comes on for an interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, yeah, pleasure to be here. Cheers, gents. I appreciate you uh, taking time out of your very busy day to come see us. Obviously, you were out paintballing today, training in the ridiculously hot temperatures. I was 28 um, degrees today up in North London. Uh, That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, that was, I was out in my I was out in my hot tub, and it was supposed to be 25 <laughs> degrees. I swear it was like 10 degrees outside. It was <laughs> to be fair, I tuned in for a bit of that, and uh, it did look cold. Those grey clouds did look great. Absolutely grim. Special content. Hilarious. Yeah, that was. Absolutely that was. Hilarious. How many subs did you end up getting? Because I heard that um, you really make money on Twitch. Twenty, I believe. Over the, <laughs> I mean, you can't hot tub, argue with that. Can hot you? tub yeah. streaming is the meta. I mean, it's been <laughs> confirmed. You don't even. I was gonna say you don't even need boobs, but I've got boobs. I've got everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know but, we should catch a t-shirt on, but. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, otherwise, I'd have got banned off Twitch indefinitely. Like, too, too hot for Twitch. Too hot for Twitch. So, as you know, obviously, having hopefully, I know you have because I've spoken to you since then. Having hopefully watched the first podcast, we have a segment that we like to do called "Who the fuck are you?" Which we obviously did with ourselves last week. So we're gonna do that with you today. So first and foremost, who are you, and what do you do? <laughs> So I'm Billy from Beyond Energy. I actually have a, it's actually Billy from Rule 13, but you guys don't know that. You see me as Billy from uh, Beyond Energy, but I'll let you guys sort of uh, dig through that a little bit later. But yeah, basically we're, a, we're a, a big manufacturing company based down in the southeast of Kent. And we um, make what I consider to be some of the coolest products in the UK. Um, you guys would have known that from from beyond um, and that's just a kind of scratch on the surface of, of, of what we kind of do but beyond's my passion beyond's my baby and and honestly that's that's the one i see uh that's gonna go make it all the way so yeah really excited to be here i've been a fan of this show since last week so it's <laughs> no way so is my mum my mum's also been a fan of the show since last week like, literally so. since last week it changed my life so yeah, yeah i mean it's been it. crazy there's been people on the streets when i've been out and about like are you from the clickbait podcast? And I'm like, Wait a oh, my goodness. Are you Mr. Blobby? No, that's not me. You're mistaken. Are you Mr. Mini Ant or Mini Deck? No, you're definitely Mini Deck. You're definitely Mini Deck, right? And Kazzy is definitely Mini Ant, right? You are identical. 
What do you mean? He's got the glasses. Okay, so can we, can we get a vote in the chat? Who actually thinks they do look like Ant and Dec? Come on. Oh no. Let's get a vote in chat. We definitely don't look like Ant and Dec. I mean, Aaron's in the chat. He says we do. We've got uh, the lovely Beyond Gates in the chat saying Rule 13 represent. I mean, I what a guy. My war what a guy. Uh, I'm going to quickly create a poll. Oh, Let's do it. Do Let's we do it. look like Ant and Deck? <laughs> plain, and, plain and simple. To the point. Answer, yes. Oh no. Oh no. I personally don't think we do. I mean I've just set that away with so a five minute timer, so we'll, if I we'll win come back this, to that. Five subs each. What do you mean if you win this? If I win this, you send me five subs each. If, if whoa, you win this, I send you five subs each. And then the let me uh, let me quickly hit with a no vote so that uh <laughs> balances out. Uh T, if you want to also hit it with a no vote, that would be much appreciated. Uh... You'll still lose. Yeah. <laughs> so, the questions that we obviously always ask for who the fuck are you are, uh, first and foremost, what is your favourite game of all time? Uh, this is so cliche. And uh -oh. Because this is so current. Um, oh, here we go. Gen genuinely, right, when I was a kid... I kind of, I was a big fan of GTA and I kind of had this like dream one night that there would be like a Call of Duty GTA world where you and like, in my head, it was like five friends would be able to just go into this world, find like a building that you wanted to like make as your base, basically camp up like, like we do. Right? That sounds like Bill. <laughs> sounds like Bill, yeah. And, and basically just destroy other teams that kind of land that were kind of there and it was like about i had an idea for a battle royale and i was probably 10 years old 12 years old so honestly genuinely i i mean this when br games come about it blew my mind because i was like i've always wanted this and i've always bills, wanted it to, to be bills claiming like full credit I, for br games I'm not, battle royales yeah i had a dream Martin Luther King over here <laughs> had a dream and all of a sudden BR games are a thing. I mean, no coincidence, I think like, not. Call of Duty Warzone for me is just the perfect game. It's not too realistic like Tarkov where you can't even breathe without getting shot. It's, it's not too far fetched like Apex where you're sliding forever. It's for me, it's that perfect in between game. Um, it's, it's right now it's my favorite game. And I stick by it. Yeah. Call of Duty Warzone. It's had its up and downs. I think we but, knew uh, that though, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all you play it's a shame on you're not very good at <laughs> What a nerd. <laughs> Ooh. Do you want to talk about the 1v1 uh, the uh. <laughs> one, the one. So if you didn't know everyone, uh, basically me and Bill, we've always had a rivalry going. Um, <laughs> it, it's just one of those love-hate relationships where we both hate each other, but we love the game. <laughs> uh, basically, Sounds about right. We were talking loads of smack about each other, and we decided to do a 1v1 live on stream. So, 1v1... Can I just add, I... at this point, <laughs> okay. that I had to download the game whilst we were playing, right? I had one warm-up match and jumped straight in. You were playing for, what, three hours? So, this is where all the excuses, excuses <laughs> formulate, okay? So, like, if you're a real... 
pod player, it shouldn't matter how many warm up games you have. You should be able to do it. You don't walk the walk. You walk the walk. So uh, I was getting loads of smack before by uh, Paradox, the one, Billy, everyone from <laughs> Beyond saying that I'm going to get smashed. I fully well believed I was going to get smashed. First round, I did get smashed. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> destroyed on my map pick. It was savage. And then Big Old T ended up somehow, actually, let's, let's be honest, not somehow, it was obvious. <laughs> I absolutely destroyed him. 4-1. I even uh, 3 one because it was a race that, to 5. Well, it was even that good. So it was a race to 5 that I was like, well, we'll try the last game. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll see what happens. And yeah, he lost the last game anyway, just for a bit of fun. So officially, it was 4-1. Yeah, I do feel sorry for so, him. So what happened think. in the uh, the game last uh, about three nights ago? I don't know. I've been really ill, mate. So I've lost a lot of memory. <laughs> so... I remember okay, the one that I right. won, but the one where I got absolutely demolished. I, I amnesia, bro. He remembers. Never, it, yeah. never yeah. heard of it. He <laughs> it. Yeah. But yeah, so no. uh, officially on screen, there's still footage of how it all went down and. Dude, no worries. Anytime. anytime. Go check it out. Krazy got <laughs> slapped to bits. Enjoyable watch. Enjoyable watch. So, we did do a 1v1 the other day and I did get slapped. I'm not going to make any excuses. But in comparison, the feeling, you'll have to say, Billy, when we played that sure, 1v1, yeah. like the intensity and our heart, it, I've never felt anything like it. Never. My heart was literally in my throat. It was, like, it was weird. It was even, really intense. Like even in comparison to like the end of Warzone games, it was just like this is surreal. This is so crazy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, moving sure, back sure. onto the who the fuck are you, Billy? I wouldn't know. I'm never. Yeah. I'm never good enough to get into a one v one. So let's just uh, <laughs> carry on real quick. Yeah. So the next question we have for you is: What is your favorite console of all time? Console, yeah. Yeah. So sure. anything, yeah, game and console. What is your favorite? Um, my first console was pretty overused. I think I run that one into the into the ground. Um, I had pretty much had every PlayStation bar the PS3. So I started off on a PS1, went to a PS2, and then switched to Xbox 360. But I think that was a pinnacle time in in, in gaming. I think a lot of people at that stage switched to a to a 360 because. Yeah. The games, I think Halo was a big was a big um, contributing factor to why that happened. But um, but yeah, I switched to 360. I wouldn't say the 360 was my favorite of all time. Um, I think when the PS4 came out, that was a big advancement in technology for me. Like I, it was, I still had my 360. Put it that way. I, I never moved to a PS3. So when the PS4 came out, it just felt lighter, faster. There was just like the games that were available on it, it, it just kind of opened my mind. So I, I'm actually going to say that what my favorite console that I got the most use out of was the PS4, but the, um, I wouldn't say that it's the, it's the greatest console of all time. Um, I think maybe Xbox 360 did change the game, especially at the age I was at. I think I was about 12 years old when that came out. So it was like a real pinnacle time where all I wanted to do was just play games 24 yeah. seven. So I'm actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the PS4 but um, Xbox 360 was well up there. It's, it's not a game show, Bill. Like you can have whatever answer you want. You don't need to like <laughs> no, no, lock it in. I'm gonna lock it in. We're not phoning a friend. We're not splitting the difference. Take 50 50. 50. 50. <laughs> 
Can, I, can you ask the audience? Look, it Unfortunately, could be a game show. I've got Ant and presenting it, so it's a real <laughs> difficult one for me. I'm like, uh, a starstruck, obviously. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think for most people, the the Xbox 360 was probably a turning point for uh, for quite a lot of people because it was such a massive advancement from the likes of uh, the PlayStation 2, 3, and things like that. So I think for everyone, the, the Xbox was quite a turning point. What console controller? What was did you say your place PlayStation One was your first console? I think my first console was something like yeah. a Sega Mega Drive. So I've got two older okay. sisters. So whatever they had um, was passed would down. have been just passed down, yeah. But I think my first ever actual console was the grey PS one. Oh um, the classic the, the super classic. The OG. Yeah. yeah, that was my Fair. first. Fair. I mean, I expected you to be like stone and chisel or something like. <laughs> not I'm not as old as you think I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, going on from uh, obviously games and consoles. What game, if you could pick any game that you would like to see remastered, what game would it be? HD graphics taken from whatever you'd played initially, like fully remodeled, remastered and ready to go. What would it be? Modern Warfare 2. Mold, yeah. yeah? It's got a great up. There's there's no question in my mind that is that is the game I would just enjoy playing the most, and that is the game that I want to see. And I think it's going to happen. And this is the beautiful part of it. I think within the next sort of year, two years, that will happen. Whether it's yeah, whether it's coming from the actual devs or even like there's people out there developing their own version of One Warfare Two multiplayer. And to be fair, it looks insane. But uh. Yeah, as as we mentioned in the podcast last week, I think that's definitely a secret weapon that Call of Duty holding back is like a keep safe. Um, for I thought that was a, that was a cool outtake on it, actually. So you think they're going to wait until they drop a game that yeah. pretty much bombs and then they're going to go <laughs> cover <Yeah>. it all up? <laughs> yeah, uh, that didn't release. What do you mean? Here's yeah. Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> Modern Warfare 2 remastered. <laughs> I think, no, that'd be pretty cool. I think like... Modern Warfare 2 is one of them games which, like, you don't have to be amazing at the game and you can still enjoy it. Like, whereas Warzone at the moment... You'll be all right then. You get enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, so will you, to be fair. Remember 4-1. But, Oof. like, you go into Warzone and if you're not very good, it's a hard game. It is a hard game to play. Whereas Modern Warfare 2, you could go into it and it's really... Because it wasn't a complex game really in terms of like you didn't have to slide cancel or anything it was aim shoot kill it it was good for that i think yeah i think that's what was good about it hopefully if it does come back though it comes with those wonderful voice comms and the the beautiful xbox 360 party chats that were just absolutely carnage the pre-game lobby is like 100 yeah i mean that would it would be beautiful to have that back again but i think uh Society nowadays is probably a little too soft for that, so that's one hundred percent probably best 100%. left in the past. Um, last question in the who the fuck are you before we get into the nitty gritty and we delve deep into your life and your past and your future. Um, if you could experience any game for the first time again, what would it be? That is a really good question. So. I think the game that gave me the chills the most, like from from the second I started playing it and hooked me from a 
literally from within two three minutes into the story right the way through to the final chapter was the last of us i don't oh. know if you've ever played the last of yeah, us but yeah. I, I, I would i would probably say i didn't want to give that one away as my favorite game of all time because otherwise i'd be playing it still but if i could play it again and experience that feeling for the first time yeah that that would be up there that's, that that's probably the one yeah i mean that's probably phenomenal game Story arc, characters, everything was nigh on perfect. I think you were just emotionally invested in the characters that's as well. And that's what made it really unique was we cared about Joel. We cared about Ellie. You know, we, we right. wanted them to make it to the end. And we lost a few people along the way as well. And even from like just the first five minutes of playing it, when you're running through that city and just gets going crazy around you, cars are crashing and just you are immersed in that feeling straight away. And if I could just experience that again and just actually now i've got a pc i've moved from ps4 onto onto pc probably should play the remastered on pc yeah, just to 100%. kind of get that full experience again i think yeah. going into that higher frame rate and obviously more detail will give it a completely fresh perspective i yeah. think playing it on pc would be great i know uh personally speaking from uh, both The Last of Us 1 and 2, my girlfriend's been absolutely distraught by the storyline. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, it is a very, very emotionally invested game that honestly, it's incredible from start to finish. If there's anybody in chat the that one. hasn't played, honestly. No, I haven't yet. Mate, roller coaster of emotions. Oh, Everyone keeps telling me, yeah. don't play it, just ignore it. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the first one while it's like nice and... Yeah. All all butterflies and flowers and doesn't take you on a roller coaster ride into hell like the second one does. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I guess. Us, yeah. Okay, I... so the next section, okay, we've got questions. We wanna know a bit more about you because we know you anyway, we know you personally a bit more, but obviously our viewers won't know much about you, won't know much. Sure. About the behind the scenes about everything and i think it's such an interesting thing finding out more about someone in your position learning how they got where they are what their future prospects are everything like that but our first question is going right back probably about Oof. 50 years ago to when you were a child <laughs> so uh that's from the beginning we want to know basically tell us about your childhood what were your hobbies as a kid? What drove you? Everything like that. Tell us a bit about you as a child. What what influenced you to be who you are? It's a really long time ago. This is the part this is the part in the autobiography where it's like uh, in the dawn <laughs> of time. And it's like long <laughs> title sequence. No, I'm, I'm for the for the benefit of the podcast, I'm twenty eight years old, so Oof. Not going back that far. Out secrets. I mean, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit younger than I. But um, but yeah, that's no, what it says on his profiles. He's not twenty eight. Look at the man. <laughs> Mate, every one of them wrinkles a hard day's work. <laughs> <That's all laughs> <I'm saying. laughs> um, no, seriously, going back to sort of childhood, I had a, I had a really nice, decent childhood. Um, I was brought up. I lived in southeast of England. Uh, two sisters um my mum and dad are together so I, I had like a pretty decent kind of start to life um my you're mom, the youngest sibling i am yeah i'm the youngest yeah. sibling 
Out of curiosity, how old are your sisters and are they single? (laughs) Are you referring to me being remotely attractive? Is that what you're trying to say? (laughs) I mean, put a wig on. I mean... when I when I was born, my mum and dad used to run paintball sites. They used to do like um, like woodland paintball sites. So I was kind of born into a family that loved and played paintball twenty four seven. So they didn't have like anything fancy. They didn't even have a warehouse or or anything like that. All they had was their living room. So like some of my earliest memories, I remember of like just walking downstairs, and my entire front room was just boxes of paintballs like guns markers whatever you want to call them goggles everything just everywhere so from like literally the age of like two three years old as as young as i could be like running around the house pretending to play paintball (laughs) i was doing that i was i was completely born into playing that sport and when i got to i I think my dad was about 23 24 and he got an opportunity to run one of the gun manufacturers from from america they were like look he he was playing competitively at the time back then it was all woods ball we refer to woods ball as like the old days it's all moved on like far from that as as you've probably seen on the cpbs paintball um channel but yeah he got an opportunity to little plug little plug for cpbs (laughs) Um, no, he shout out. He got an opportunity to, to to go and run that. He went and run it, and since then, I think we spent like twenty years in that industry. Um, and I just watched my old man pretty much the entire of my life in business. I was there every single day, like before school, after school, whatever. I just remember being in the in the sales office, hearing the conversations going on. We were quite lucky because a lot of the trade shows for the different paintball events were all over Europe and sometimes over the world as well. So from the age of like six years old, 10 years old, whatever, I was able to like travel around with my old man, go into all of these kind of like trade fairs and talking to people. And I think at that age as well, I started picking up like different languages where I was like traveling quite a bit. And I remember being like 10 years old and transacting with people in French and like taking their money off of them. And like, and that was like, that's like my first real kind of memory of like transacting, taking cash, giving them a product and kind of like getting a bit of a feel and an understanding for, for what it is like to, to run a business. Um, I think, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of like how my childhood was. I started actually playing competitive paintball at the age of, I started training at the age of seven. I started um, competing at the age of about 12, maybe 13. So it was, it was quite some time between the two. My mum my hated it. My mum would stand on the sidelines and if anyone <laughs> shot me, my mum would want to run on the field and kill them. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Is it something that your parents, I, I mean, if you don't mind me delving into this, is it something sure. that your parents still keep up with now? Or have they, they, they let that side go and sort of they're just chilling out and relaxing now? So... Basically, our parents are retired now, um, and they take a, a kind of. My dad's my dad's semi-retired. He he does come in and and does what he can and does what he wants really. But like he kind of the next generation's here now. Do you know what I mean by that? And yeah. when the next generation comes through, it's like we're now the 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 bunch that are supporting that older generation, and they did everything for us as kids. So like we want to do everything for them now as like elders you know what i mean and they're not even that old they're in their i think they're in their 50s or 60s or whatever so 
I should really know that fact, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even one of the around there. It's not even one of the difficult or prompting questions we've got. Bill's just like, yeah. I don't know how old my parents are. <laughs> yeah. Good thing your parents aren't really watching. Right Jeez, imagine. <laughs> Get it tattooed. That's what you need. Speaking of tattoos, I noticed from your Instagram the other day, not that I was stalking your Instagram, it was purely for research purposes. Um, it was when I was making the poster, me and Krazy were in a call and I was making the poster for the uh, the advertisement for this podcast. I noticed you have a massive back piece. Uh, well, no tattoos. tattoos at all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> from like here yeah. up and that's it. Um, my wrist. Basically, do you know my wrists and my neck always kept clean? I, I do didn't want to. I, I mean, yeah, that's always life, right? the businessy side of it, isn't it? Face, neck, hands, yeah. everything visible kept clean. Um, yeah. Do you know how many tattoos you have? This is going off script, by the way. This question's <laughs> not here. I'm just winging this. Uh, to be fair, yeah, I think we're going to wing this entire thing. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever answers no, they don't know how many tattoos they've got. They need to be taken outside and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of course. Um, I've got basically two sleeves, um, two small ones on my legs, and then an entire back piece, an entire chest piece from about here to about here. I'm so sorry if you can hear dogs barking, by the way. Uh, no, my can't. dogs are just... All right, cool, cool. It's Krazy's uh, mum. I've seen something outside. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, quite, quite a lot. I reckon I'll try to... Tally it up the other day. I think I've got like 110 hours somewhere around there. Jeez. That's a that's, that's a lot. lot of pain. That's quite a lot of money yeah, like for a... pain. <laughs> well, look, it's one of those things, right? I, still, I think I got my first tattoo when I was like 16 or 17, and at that time you're paying full price. But then as your friends get older and a couple of your friends start to become tattoo artists, ah, you kind sick, of then sick, yeah. you're like, I'll give you ten pound an hour. You can just you know, sat in somebody's living me. room getting your canvas <laughs> yeah. for somebody Dude, else. Don't, don't. I've up been and coming tattoo really artists. Horrible places. Like, ser- <laughs> seriously, such as I, Newcastle. I think one of my worst ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> such as Bradford or Newcastle. <laughs> uh, we love those places. Um, Basically, one of my friends, he's like a, he owns loads of snakes. I don't know what you call someone that owns a lot of snakes. What is, what's the name for that? A weirdo? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's a technical I mean, term for that. No, but I'm sure there is. Yeah. Someone that, someone there that there definitely snakes. is. Snake whisperer. <laughs> Basically, he's like, he's got a flute and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a ton of shoe boxes, like all up this wall. And... Like, I'm shit scared of snakes. Snakes is one of my biggest irrational fears. And anyway, we're, we're like an hour and a half in, and he's like, there's like rustling coming from this box. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? The fuck is in that box? And he's like, oh, let me get him out. And I'm like, get what out? Oh, no. <laughs> Gets one of them sticks, and there is just snakes everywhere. everywhere. Oh, like, my God. And my irrational fears, I'm like, my heart's in my throat. I want to throw up. I'm being tattooed. I'm bleeding. I'm like... I just had the worst day of my life, but yeah. <laughs> that some, actually sounds horrendous. That sounds horrible. to me in 1v1, really. Same <laughs> <laughs> All right, lots um, of pain, <laughs> lots of blood, really sketchy location, dodgy bloke. Like, that's exactly the same. Uh, to get back on the script... Uh, <laughs> Just before we do so, Aaron's just put a hilarious comment in the chat saying, ask him if he gets scared when he goes for a piss. Uh, <laughs> fortunately, 
Bill doesn't have a big enough snake to be even worried about it. I'm alright so. with worms, Aaron. It's all good. <laughs> worms are fine. Snakes on the other hand. Um, but yeah, what are the current brands that you own? Um, obviously, you mentioned Rule Thirteen being this overlying um, brand with obviously the the umbrella over the ones underneath it. And yeah, sure. is there room for expansion in the future? Are you happy with where you're at in terms of uh, the multitude of businesses that you own? Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's important that some stage that you stop innovating and you start to grind on what you are, what you already have. Like, I think everyone can become busy fools if you just keep like anyone can come out with 50 brands. Yeah. But unless you really get behind some of those brands, then none of them are ever going to blow up. Right. So it's, it's you, you may as well have not bothered in the first place. I think we're at a really good point in, in our business where we are able to kind of like take a step back now and have a look at the brands that we've, we've got around us and go like, where, where are we putting our attention? Because beyond is a different beast. Like it is the future of our business. Like I wholeheartedly believe it and I'll wholeheartedly take it there. Um, you know, we, we, I just love everything about beyond. I love the community. I love gaming. I love how accepting everyone is as well. Like, dude, this doesn't happen in the CBD industry. So, so one of the other brands we, we um, make and manufacture is a CBD product, which for those of you that don't know, is a, like a cannabis derivative. Um, it's the kind of like magic ingredient inside cannabis that you hear all these like amazing stories about. Um, Completely legal, like just to clarify. Completely, it's completely legal. legal. Yeah, not yeah, it's legal. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, this isn't just Bill's like yeah, Bill's addicts like... full of plants. And he's just like, <laughs> I do this on the side, I've creating beyond and then I got some weed as well. I do wonder sometimes, because some, at nighttime when I'm playing, I have this red light on and green light, and I think, I wonder if my neighbours think, like, what is he doing in that room? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I've heard but, he runs a no, CBD like... company. <laughs> <laughs> that that um like there's industries I've, I've been through quite a few now and some of them are super toxic and a lot of people warned me before coming into the gaming industry the gaming industry is the most toxic industry like you've got to be super careful but we haven't experienced that side of it and i'm sure that i'm not like writing that off i'm sure like maybe one day that will happen but for now like it's been nothing but like a warm welcome and a nice reception for everything we've been doing and i feel like we've kind of built this community now, you know, with people such as yourselves, both of you, um, and, and even like your extended communities as well. And like, like, for example, Corey, the amount of people that you have like brought into the, into the community single-handedly, you know, you've got people in the chat now, Aaron, Garbit, hell of a lot of number of people, right? Um, that is, that would never happen in CBD. That would never happen in e-liquid. That would never yeah. happen anywhere else. So like, I, I that is my reasoning behind like believing so heartily in, in, in beyond, but we we've got a number of other things. So we're, we're one of the largest e-liquid manufacturers in Europe. Um, for, for those of you who don't know what e-liquid is, it's the juice or the oils that go inside an e-cigarette. Um, and that's really where we started. And I'm sure there's a question later about how, how we started it off. So I'll, I'll hold fire until then really. Obviously, plug the. I noticed you've tried your best here to fucking not mention any names 
of the brands that you have, but plug the shit out of it, man. Yeah. You you <laughs> pussyfooted around the CBD. If you haven't if you haven't checked it out, it's it's an incredible brand called Ad CBD. You can get it at Holland and Barrett. Um, I personally have tried it. It's helped with my sleep. It's helped with like stress, pain. It's honestly, it's an incredible product. So CBD is mean, a really funny industry, right? It, you, unless you have a medicinal license, which costs you millions and millions, then you are basically, you cannot make any legal claims about the product. So if I'm talking about my own product, I can't tell you what it does. And that's what sucks about CBD. Yeah, but I can. Whereas, whereas you can as you're a consumer <laughs> of the product, right? And and that's where the gray lines are. Um, yeah. it, it's mental, right? But yeah, um, our e-liquid company name is Prohibition. We make some of the some of the biggest e-liquid brands in the UK, such as like Yeti e-liquids and Oni e-liquids, et cetera. We also manufacture for a number of like other white label clients as well and and like bespoke clients so that's that's kind of where we came from um initially well i'll give you the rundown in a minute yeah sick i mean going from that into the latter part of the question do you think there's room for expansion is there other places you're potentially looking to go into obviously not giving any secrets away because we don't want to like spoil any surprises for things that you're working on in the future but is it something that you're looking at to maybe branch into other industries or other things that you're looking to to put yourself into? Yeah, no, that's really fair. As a, as a, as a general rule of thumb, what we try and do, right, is we find something as a business that has negative connotations around it, i.e. smoking, okay? And we give a less harmful version of, of said product. We did exactly the same with energy drinks. Energy drinks are harmful. That drinking that much sugar and consuming that amount in a day like does anyone know like that monster is two servings in a can no one knows that you just nail it right you just nail the the you think i ever that's two servings. do i do me or crazy look like the kind of people that look at serving sizes it's like (laughs) on a it's like on a pringles can or a share pack of crisps or something that's it. that's a one person thing right there. You're speaking to the people that have never looked in serving sizes in their life. That's light work we, for you. We too, have right? seen it. It's a challenge. We want to get them servants in us. Four <laughs> servants? No, that's one servant. Easy. Easy. <laughs> but no, yeah, that that's kind of like what we try and do. Is there is there room for future expansion? Absolutely. We're we're, we're a big team, you know, and and that team is kind of like always expanding and always looking for different areas to move into. I think coming off the back of COVID, there's like one of the biggest problems in the world and probably will be for the next five years will be like mental health. And I feel there's a huge piece around um, kind of like what we can do to enable people who are in like the health and wellness sector to feel better and feel better about themselves. And it can be the most simplest of things. So we are actually releasing another brand in August, which is um, tailored towards bombshells um, here. <laughs> love to see uh, it. The first of many, hopefully. Uh, mental awareness and, and and mental health, which is which is quite cool. That's a huge I, thing, isn't it? Like yeah. Nowadays, yeah. like mental health, like I, like I can say personally, I've suffered from it. I know a lot of other people that have. I think it's one of them things that aren't spoken about enough, and people yeah, are absolutely to speak about it. But I think doing that and you going into it is like a huge like positive for you but also shows that the type of guy you are 
you're not someone that's doing it for the money or anything like that. Like being in your position, you could easily go for other things which yeah, you might get money quickly, but like like you say, might be negative. Whereas the way yeah. you've gone around beyond and done it more healthy and stuff like that, it it, it shows the type of guy you are rather than being someone that's out for the money is someone that wants to make a positive impact on the world and other people's lives which yeah it's a brilliant and that's, thing that's 100% reflected in obviously yourself the brands that you run and the team that you have working with you I mean obviously coming into contact with a lot of other people from beyond whether it's through emails or video calls or even speaking to Bobby on the chat on the website, I happened to catch you guys in a meeting at one point when I just dropped let me, Bobby let me a tell message. You something. <clears throat> let me tell you a little bit. The team are insane. Bobby, right? Bobby is one of the hardest working blokes I've ever met in my entire life. Bobby is the type of guy that will have a series of meetings throughout the day whilst also keeping up date with the live chat on Beyond. He will be talking to customers. He will be absolutely grinding and six o'clock will come and there'll be a massive order that needs to get out the door. And he will be the person that kind of puts himself forward to like stay over time and cancel his plan. Like that is the type of dude Bobby is. When you speak to Bobby and you think this guy can't be that nice, surely. Like, he's too <laughs> yeah. nice. Like genuinely, that's Bobby. That, he's, he's, that is exactly him in real life. He's the nice, one of the nicest people that's I've ever so met. I mean, it obviously. I mean, it reflects across your entire team. I mean, Bobby, yeah. obviously, as you mentioned, there, an incredible guy. But I mean, even the likes of uh, Para, who's currently in the chat, I've got to give him a quick shout out just because he's here. He's a bit of a twat, shout but out, he's, Para. he's here. Um, so Good to see kinda, you, buddy. Kind of obliged to. Uh, and then obviously you've got the likes of Megs and all the other people that work behind the scenes to keep everything running so seamlessly. And obviously yeah. like Kadzan. Everybody that works behind yeah, that, the scenes at yeah. Beyond that's the, that's Prohibition, the sad part, right? Because everything. You 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 only know who's at the front line, but there exactly. are yeah. So I can imagine there's so that many the more beating heart of the company that like work in different departments. You guys know like marketing. What what you guys don't see is the is the people that work in the warehouse, the people that work in shipping, yeah. in production, in the labs. You know, like. That's a hard job. That's that's not an easy that's... job, especially in the summer. You're in a full boiler suit. You've got full PPE on, gloves. You've got face masks. You're wearing glasses. Like there isn't an interview on show. It's 28 degrees outside. They're air conditioned, but the air conditioning is still hot. Like you can't yeah. get away from the heat. There's machinery pumping left, right, and so those are the guys and girls that are like the beating heart. Like we are just the front people. And and I think like that's really important to get to kind of get across because I love doing what I do. I, I I'm the front man for a few brands. I talk a lot, as you can probably tell. But <laughs> without those people without those people like pumping and grinding, they are, you know, this this wouldn't be but a that's, that's the thing though. That goes to show both you and them in terms of personality is you never take credit for things in the sense that you always credit the people that are putting in the work, which is fucking unreal. Whereas most other like people that own brands and businesses and things like that will fully take all the credit themselves and not reciprocate any of that to the the smaller people. Yeah, I say smaller people. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it we're goes all a long way. sacks of meat on a big rock floating through space. 
we're all the same. Like, yeah, we should be trusted. That's, that's something I always say, and I, I know I said it to you the other day, didn't I, Bill? Like, the, the nice thing is, I think the way that everyone should look at life is it doesn't matter how much money you earn, it doesn't matter what position you're in. In the end of the day, like, you all sleep in a bed, you all like go to the same toilet, you all, in the end of the day, it's horrible as it sounds, you're buried in the same ground. Like, mm -hmm. It's about how you respect other people, and the nice thing about Beyond is that, like, yeah, you see that. You can see it run through the company. Like, like yeah, there's not an ounce of, yeah, there's, it, I don't know, there's not an ounce of negativity in it, and that's one thing that... It's good may, to hear that. Uh, it's, yeah. it's the one thing that makes a reputable brand, though, isn't it? it, it if you were another company where, yeah, you were... you didn't speak about the people behind the scenes and that like i know it because obviously like my job i'm behind the scenes when mm -hmm. you aren't spoke about sometimes it is like oh wow but then when you do get that recognition it makes a difference which is nice For to sure. hear from yourself at the top it, it's, ma it's a massive thing it's a massive thing yeah i mean sure. all the staff in real 13 better get paid a fuck ton of money because you are genuinely <laughs> Like, without brown nose in here, you are by far the best company I've ever worked with, both obviously on a, a personal level working with brands and on a like a commercial level having managed cinemas and trampoline parks and stuff like that. I can't think of any other company that goes to the level or to the extent that you guys do. And I think that's reciprocated in the response that you've had. You obviously mentioned before that the community vibe and everything that you've got back from the community has been incredible. But I think that is entirely because you guys put in what you receive. Yeah. Um, yeah sure. Which is, you can really is unreal. So, yeah, that's awesome. Step on to the next question because we could go on and on and on and on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something that I'm actually really intrigued by, like, obviously, we all know Beyond because we promote it everywhere and everything like that. We know about your other businesses now. But you said at the start, and like, I've done a bit of delving in just because I was interested. Your overruling company, it sounds like, is Rule 13. Mm -hmm. So what we'd like to know, and I know a lot of people would like to know, is what made you start Rule 13? And specifically, like, where did the name come from? Like, is it just something that's plucked <clears throat> out of the air? Is it something that... No, there's a story it? behind it. There's, so, there's a story behind it. So um, to give this, it's actually quite a, like big story when 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 you try and break it down so i'm going to try and keep it as short as possible for you um so when we started the, the initial company it wasn't called rule 13 it was called prohibition and prohibition had like a chain of of stores and every single one of them was themed you know how like hard we go with beyond we went just as hard with prohibition and like every single store was done like a speakeasy so it all had like rule iron and i don't know if any any of like either of you two have ever been on like discord with me when i'm actually at work but you'll see yeah. like all the rule iron and stuff behind because it's still the same office um but yeah that they're, they're all like um bespoke bars hand built all like painted up cracked walls exposed brickwork so we really kind of went all out for, for for prohibition and it wasn't until uh we started diversifying into other products and we started taking like bigger conversations and deploying like sales teams to go and speak to like these national retailers and try and get contracts in and and, and our products more widely distributed through through the high street right 
soon as you, um, our actual company name was Prohibition Vapes. And as soon as you approach a buyer and your email address is Prohibition Vapes, they just close you down. Simple. <laughs> they don't want to know what, they don't want to know what you're selling. You could be selling them hats. It doesn't matter. Like, because you've got vapes in the name, they don't want to deal with a vape company. And it's, it's kind of weird, right? Because we talk about these negative connotations and vape companies have those, right? Anyone that's actually worked with or for a vape company knows why. It's a very toxic industry and buyers don't want to do anything with it. So we made a decision about two years ago. It might even be, might even be sooner than that. We made a decision to, to change the company name. Now, we wanted it to sort of stay cool, stay trendy. Um, my background before starting any business, I'll actually like skip back, was I, was I was about 17 years old. I worked for a marketing agency in London. Um, we were like a, a, a post-production house. So they used to deal with like um, big adverts for like Sky and Virgin. And, and basically our team would like color grade things and there was split over. So I had a team of photographers, team of graphic designers and a team of like color graders. And these guys were like, I was the runt, by the way. I was the guy that made the tea. Um, and <laughs> I, I was the guy that went out and got lunches. And you, you, something you said earlier, and you're like, why does your team get the recognition? Because when you're a runner, right, you don't. And even if it was your idea, I had like two or three ideas stolen off me as a runner by a, by a senior director that then went on and got all the praise for, but because you're a runner, you're nobody. You're just a number yeah. on a paycheck. You're absolutely nothing. You're worthless. And that's what you're made to believe. And I knew when I started a business, I didn't want it to be like that. I wanted it to be as cool and as trendy as a London marketing agency, but I did not want the vibe of you do not matter in this business. Like that is, that, that is the sole difference, right? So back to when we were coming up with the name, it had to be trendy like the previous marketing agency as I've worked at, but we kind of wanted something that meant a lot to us. Now, by chance, by fluke, by whatever you want to call it, um, our first store for Prohibition opened on the 13th of July. Our second store for Prohibition opened on the 13th of February. Our third store for Prohibition opened on the 13th of June. Everything, just by chance, landed on the 13th. Our warehouse facilities, we moved into them on the 13th. Or we got the keys on the 13th. My house, when I moved into it, I was absolutely stressed to the eyeballs. I completed on the 13th. Like, it's just followed me. It's not even my lucky number. My lucky number was seven. But this number 13 just followed us throughout our business. Whether, and it was always positive, always good. So we were like, right. 13 has to be in it. And everyone's like, how are we, we going to get in this? So I come from an Italian family as well. We were thinking of like making it almost like um, like Italian language for 13. And I think it's Tradici or something like that. And then we just couldn't quite put our finger on it. Everything we wanted it to be was gone. Everything we wanted it to be, there was already a company for the website wasn't there. It was just a nightmare. And then we started listing out like some rules, what we wanted the company to be. So we're like, we want it to be edgy. We want it to be fast. We want it to be, you know, agile, R remain agile. Remaining agile is one of the be best things you could ever do in, in business, right? You've got brands like Unilever who make massive, massive brands like Dove, et cetera. They can't even make one decision without going through 35 people. We knew we never wanted to be that company. No blockers, nothing like that. And as we were listing out these rules, there was 12 rules <laughs> and we were like, 
what's rule 13 and then we just underlined rule 13 we were like that's the company name we're going to be 13 and and the whole part it's not like fight club you can talk about it but um, <laughs> the, the whole idea is like there isn't a rule 13 like go and break go and break the rules and we're going to be paradox is working really hard at the moment um along with our design team to actually launch the rule 13 website so retail consumers can kind of get a bit of an understanding about what we do our capabilities we we obviously can manufacture anything we manufacture powders and sachets and you know liquids into bottles and stuff so so, so that's kind of like the background um but yeah it comes comes from like super super humble beginnings we our first ever selling of e-cigarettes was was like one of the biggest things we ever did and we we invested like whatever money we had i think we had like three grand at the time or something like that to to start it off and we ran it out of my dad's stable block and one of the most i've I've got pictures from from like what it used to look like back then and dude let me tell you it's genuinely an old stable with like a stable door (laughs) and we just put some wood floor in there threw a couple of pcs and a couple of power packs on there and we had like I can't even remember that. I think it was a different company name back then. But like we had like banners up on the wall with our company name and a whiteboard. That was it. And then we like started expanding. The the stables was in an L shape. So we started off in the corner unit and then we started like coming down like as we were expanding and then like coming down that way as well until we had this entire stable block and there was like deliveries coming in and out every single day, Royal Mail, UPS, DHL. And then we were like, do you know what? We've outgrown this. We need to move to a bigger premises. So that's, <laughs> that's what we did. And like, yeah, it's crazy. I still it's it's on my old man's land. So every time I go around my old man's, I still see that building and it still gives you that kind of humbling feeling where you're like, yeah. shit, we we started there. Like that's, that's you know so and sometimes when you're when you're a bit down and you're having like a real stressful week because it happens to all of us, right? Sometimes like when you go there, it's just good to sort of stand outside there for a minute and just be like, This is where everything started. This is the beast, you know, and like it's crazy how far things can come in, in, in a short space of time. I say short space of time. This was eight years ago now. I was 20 years old when we started this. That's all. That's crazy. Like, that's one thing that, yeah, I think you've also delved into like how you ventured into this. Crazy. I know for myself and for other people watching as well, like, like everyone hears about like your success and everything like that. Um, but like, is there, if you could, yeah, if you could give us three tips or three pieces of advice to what you would say to someone that is inspiring or I don't know the word, but basically wanting to go down the route you have gone, what would they be like? I'm going to go a bit against the grain with this one. So you're often hearing business don't work with family. I disagree. I wholeheartedly disagree. There is no one in the world that has your back like your family and your team does, but your, you know, blood is thick in the water, I would say. And I could not do what I do without the support of my family being there. Like we do so much together. It was, it was like a real hard time. And don't get me wrong. It's had its challenges. It had its like ups and downs. And there's been many an argument as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, you know, there was there was a couple of points where I thought genuinely we wouldn't ever speak to each other again. And then like 20 minutes later, we're all fine. Like we go to a pub, we we iron it all out. And it's one of the hardest things. But like, I, you know, I, I genuinely would say if, if you and a, and a sibling or you and your parents or whoever, whoever, whoever you want to do it with, just do it. 
like and that's advice number two number two is to stop thinking about it and do it because the more you think about it the more someone else is going to do your idea and then you're going to be kicking yourself three or four years down the line when you're watching their success and them grow and the only difference between them doing it and you doing it was they pulled the trigger you didn't and that seriously is one of the biggest pieces of advice is um i think advice number three like probably the third and final thing i would say is everything seems scary when you're setting up a new business everything seems scary how can i leave my job and how am i going to be self-sufficient and how can i um afford to pay my bills right Every, I, everyone gets that I've, I've been there you know and how can i afford to to live i don't even know if, if i can eat take the risk take the plunge right because it's very much a risk versus reward every single person you see in a successful position took the risk one day seriously and and ultimately like i couldn't tell you enough to just do it if you've got an idea find someone to make it happen find someone to help you even just coming up with a website an initial concept start on etsy start on ebay who cares start making money and and ultimately yeah, that, that's my three pieces of advice. That's what this podcast was made on, was just doing it. Yeah, just It was it. a case of me mentioning this to Krazy a while back and being like, look, I want to do a podcast. And he was like, I want to do yeah. one too. And I was like, fuck it. Let's just do it. And a week later, I've always one wanted was to there. do one. I've yeah. always wanted to, to run a chat show. I, I think if you... If you go back to YouTube and type in Prohibition Vapes, you will see some of the early chat shows I did when I was coming up through the e-cigarette industry. And Make it's, a note it's, of that. It's, it's worth a watch because like, you'll see the setting and you'll see the vibe. And they were called speakeasy sessions. So it was like dim light, whiskey being drunk at the same time, like Chesterfield sofas, super dark setting. I have always wanted to do it. And I think Beyond has given me a bit of a platform where I can possibly do that. Sorry if you're the drinks again. They've absolutely crazy. Um, but no, it, Beyond's given me a bit of a platform where like, if I was going to do it now, I would have to do it properly. And I would want to do it to the point where it was like a proper cast to set up, something like really like nice and high budget. But it's like been great seeing you two just get up and do it. Because how many times people even myself included but like i want to do a podcast the reason i haven't got a podcast is because i never did the podcast like yeah. it's as simple as that the reason you two have is because you just got off your ass and did it and that is the difference and if you're it's exactly the same in business exactly the same in content creation exactly yeah. the same in gaming as a whole you know and, and if it's you one of the things you know you can do it that's that's what i always yeah. think like no matter like obviously for sports you're going to have a natural talent. There will be people that are naturally built for certain things. But in anything in schemes with, I don't know, content creation, anything like that, you don't matter. it does not matter who you are. You could be the best person at a certain game, but you could be sat on your ass and not know that until yeah, you've sure. got. And like, that's what we want to do in this podcast. And that's why we want to get, get people on like you and the others we've got planned in the future because we want to show to people that it doesn't matter who you are that's our morals of this podcast it does not matter who you are you can do what you put your mind to your, your mind is a wonderful thing an absolute amazing thing yeah, yeah it can bite you in the ass but that is something that you 
One of my favorite quotes of all time to go along with what you just said there is, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And mm-hmm. if you think you can do something and you put your mind to it, you're right, you probably can. If you sit there and you think, I can't do this, you're right, you probably can't. Mm-hmm. But if you change your mindset and you tackle it head on, the the risk far outweighs, uh, sorry, the reward far outweighs the risk. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's one of the good things that's come, or one of the very few good things that have come from COVID is a lot of people have been trying stuff they've wanted to do for a long time, whether it's setting up a business or trying a new hobby or starting content creation. For my example, yeah. it's it's one of the, the only good things to come out of it, but I do think it's had a massive effect <laughs> on uh, on what people are doing nowadays, which is nice to see. Yeah, I agree. Um, let me tell you let me tell you one of my favorite quotes of all time is Winston Churchill and it's if you're going through hell keep going that is one of my favorite quotes of all time but we're all we've all been there right we've all been there where we're in a we're in a moment of hell even a month even a year who knows some people it lasts longer right but keep going there's light at the end of the tunnel seriously and even you can apply that to business as well you're going for a tough point just keep pushing it's the, it's the only thing you can do you know? It's like a roller coaster. Like that is the lowest point. It can only go up from there. You can't physically Absolutely. get any lower. Like, no matter how long it takes, it will go up. It will get better, and that's something to look forward to, and obviously have the mindset towards. Next yep. question <clears throat> that we have, uh, along the lines of uh, obviously mindset and things like that, is what do you do to manage your time well? And how do you de-stress from those situations where you are stressed? Two, two separate really questions, but a similar That's really interesting. Time management. I'm going to level with everybody right now. I am horrendous at time management. I yeah. wake up late. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true, as we found out the other day. Yeah. I wake up late. I roll into work late. But I will stay late. And I will get whatever I need done done. Um, in terms of time management, genuinely, I've started using Outlook calendars for the first time in my entire life. My weeks are just like booked up. It's, it's insane, but it's really helping me because I can get into work now and open up my calendar and see what I'm doing on the day. Whereas before, I would just write it on a scrap of paper or something stupid <laughs> and lose that. Pretty much what you're doing at the moment, Corey, where you're writing things down in a notepad and not giving yourself reminders and ample yeah. reminders. That basically, like that, I find is the easiest way to sort of manage time. Um, the question about stress and de-stressing, it's a really tough question to answer because when you run a business, you don't have time off, right? And, you know, you, you see a lot of people who have made it on Instagram and they're multi-billionaires and multi-millionaires, whatever, and they're on a yacht and they're having the best time of their life de-stressing, right? But I guarantee if they're actually still in business, they're still stressed as hell on that boat, right? <laughs> Like they look like they're, they're they're really enjoying themselves. In between really, takes, they're on phone Wi-Fi. calls. Like, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All he wants is Wi-Fi and his laptop just to make sure everything's okay. And <laughs> like when you, you know, when you when you're when you're in a fast-paced business like we are, super fast-paced, it's changing every step of the way. <clears throat> you work twenty-four-seven. You can't help it. When you're asleep, you're dreaming about work. You're dreaming about ideas. You're coming up with ideas. As you, as you found out earlier that I invented Battle Royale, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> Eight years old, I might add. But uh, no, seriously, 
it's a real tough one to de-stress. One of the things I do is I still play paintball competitively. And actually, I've only gone back to it about four months ago. I had five years out. I needed five years out to really put my time and focus into the business. Um, and now we're at a point where we're like self-sufficient, self-sustaining. So I can afford to basically take a little break on a weekend and, and, and play some paintball. But when you get out, when you're on the field, you've got your goggles on, you've got a gun in your hand. There's five people standing at the end of the field and you're there with four other dudes like you're not thinking about work put it that way you are thinking about shooting them at the end of the field and you are thinking about you know winning the point for your team and you're thinking about how you can make the play that is the game winning play very similar to like counter-strike i guess counter-strike's a 5v5 competitive game right um it's very much so about lanes and holding control and like dominant zones that's sim very similar to paintball um but trust me when you're like in that zone you're, you're absolutely fine. The I think other thing going, I do to... go sorry, on, go just on, go going on. going on the point that you touched upon there that I feel like a lot of people forget about and have potentially been desensitized to nowadays is living in the moment, putting yourself into those situations, uh, whether it's adrenaline-based like paintballing or things like uh, having read books about Wim Hof and stuff like that called Water yeah. Therapy you're constantly thinking about like survival and you're living in that moment because yeah, sure. in that moment, nothing else matters. Correct. You're literally yeah, yeah. in that headspace where you're one with yourself. And I think a lot of people need to realize that if you live for the future, you live for the past, you miss what's in the present. And obviously it's a massive thing to, to change that mindset. Uh, yeah. And it can benefit massively. I think the, the only other thing I think we all do to de-stress is play games, yeah. right? But we say de-stress very. Feels <laughs> like drink because... heavily and masturbate. We all do that, right? <laughs> well, look, we 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 play we play a lot of games, right? I play two or three times a week. There's some, you know, I think you guys are probably about the same. Crazy, maybe a little bit less, a couple of times a week now, maybe. Yeah. But that is de-stress time, right? That is us getting together, chewing the fat with with a couple of couple of the guys or whatever and and just smashing out some warzone whether it is actually de-stressing us because of how trash we're playing at the moment like bro that's why i've taken a step back from warzone i need yeah. like <laughs> assassin's creed i've started playing valhalla um i intend on getting into far cry 4 because it's the only one i haven't played out the far cry series before six comes out um i need that de-stressing game because uh, at the minute Warzone's completely the opposite of that, that for me, me is going to be the new Harry Potter game yeah the new Harry Potter game looks sick but what's stressing me out is it keeps getting pushed back so I'm yeah. like <laughs> my stress levels are high until it comes out and then I'm but just... hopefully that means it's going to be better it's much worse something being released early and being shit I'd much rather they knock it back a couple of months every time and it get better as it does so so yep. fingers crossed it gets better yeah for sure for sure it is tough, like when when you're having a super busy week, and then you come back and you stream as well. Like yeah. you guys know how tiring streaming is. I didn't know how tiring it was until I just did it. Like like I said to you guys earlier, it is knackering. Like seriously, and and you know sometimes when you're just using that game in time to de-stress, and you're getting shot, and you're like. I'm getting a little bit more stressed, but at the same time, you've got to kind of like entertain and keep up a, you know, yeah, a, a brave hard. face and stuff. It's hard, really hard. And you see streamers all the time on Twitch say things like, um, I'm having to have a break. I'm emotionally drained. Like I get it. I totally get it. You know, like, 
But I'll be open and honest with that. Like, that is part of the reason why I've taken a step back and moved yeah. to like the staff role that I do now. I I still love content creation and I absolutely love it. Like, I got to a point where I was being very successful, like not blowing my own trumpet, but I was. I was growing massively on Twitch. Yep. I was growing massively on TikTok, but the stress I was putting myself on under and then working as well and a lot of stuff at my work has got stressful that is part of the reason why i've got like an ulcer on my tongue as weird as it sounds like yeah it started to have negative impacts on me so that's where i had to take myself to the side and basically go okay what am i doing right now what do i want to do and i take my hat off to anyone that can push through that and to be successful in content creation you have to just go for it you have to You'll yeah. have that shit time, but you have to dedicate everything. For me, I just couldn't hack it. I, I know what I can and what I can't hack in my life, and I couldn't hack that. But for everyone that's watching, if they do content creation, if they do anything in that way, hats off to them. Like you say, getting yeah. home from work and going on a game with your mates, like we did the other day, when, when it was us three, having a laugh, in comparison to if we were now playing a game and streaming and chatting about the game. It's another ball game. It's it is it's fun and I loved it, but like you say, the fact that it's not you don't primarily focus just on that game. You're reading the chat. You're making sure everyone's entertained. You're making sure that you're having fun with your lads. So yeah, it's brilliant, but yeah, it is another thing of. Like... Content creation, as with many other jobs that go away from the like narrow path of just your average nine to five, obviously, same with like actors and the film industry and things like that. You're obviously looking at the end product. All you ever see as a consumer is the Twitch stream or the film. You don't see the countless hours of research, recording, editing, like. In the exactly. film aspect, the acting school, the training, like everything that goes into it is unseen. All that people see looking at it from the outside in is, oh, you get paid to play games for a living. That's Finish not the article. case at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is literally That's... another 40 hour job on top of your already 40 hour job where you're putting on a performance nonstop. You're constantly mm-hmm. editing, you're constantly pushing out content. And it's something that's com- commonly uh, a misconception. I think it's something that needs changed because yeah. it is incredibly <laughs> difficult. That's one thing that I think, like, like, I'm massively into the fact of appreciating other people and what they do. Because, like I say, when I was going for it full time, trying to give it everything, like, yeah, I, I work. So I work at uh, half seven in the morning till half three. I was getting home, getting tea dinner luckily so is amazing and she cooked it for me so that took that bit out off my shoulders but i was then going from five i used to stream from five till nine half nine but because i was doing tiktok and trying to push that i was trying to get two videos out a day so then after each stream i'd have to go through all my clips or my vods and then i'd have to do the intros and then i'd have to edit them tiktok so some nights i would literally see so for half an hour for tea come up here get everything sorted stream go up to bed edit in bed and i was up till 11 half 11 
and it was ridiculous. It was so crazy. But that's one thing. If you wanted to be a content creator, you've got to do. You've got to take that sacrifice. For me, like it really depends on your situation as well. Like I've got a very hard job in a way of like I am I'm out on the fields, I'm always active and stuff like that. So coming back and then doing that was crazy. But like I think anyone that is being successful right now, they've all gone through it. Everyone yeah, you'll it's... you'll hear it from every content creator when they say, Oh, how did you get there? And it's the same as you, Billy, like for your business. It's it's not it's not easy. You, the hours you have to put in is ridiculous. It's, the, it's the grind, to... but yeah, that's and what separates the successful people from the people that don't yeah. necessarily do as well, is because they've pushed through that and they've clambered exactly. on top of it, grabbed it by the bollocks, and rode it all the way through hell. Exactly. Um, and I think that's something that people find out really quick when they do try out content creation yeah. for the first time is they find out how difficult it actually is over the past couple of months with COVID a lot of uh, friends and associates have tried <laughs> streaming and within like three or four weeks they're like I can't do it it's too hard Yeah, like, yeah. it's it's, it's it a hard. really quick realisation I don't think I ever wanted to become like a, a content creator or a streamer at all I wanted to, by, by me starting to stream, was just to give people a bit of a platform to connect with me and to be able to talk to me and come in because you there, there is nothing like like Twitch in the world. There really isn't. Like yeah. When you're consistently watching someone, you feel like you know them. Yeah. You talk to them. You really bond with that person. Like Before meeting you two, I had only ever seen you on Twitch. I felt like when I was typing to you guys, I knew who you were. You didn't have a clue who I was. And yeah. and this is this is the important part, right? When when you're when you're starting a business, especially in the esports industry and, and, and gaming, I wanted to give people that personal touch where they can come in and spend 10 minutes with me and just have a chat. And it's really important for for, for us to sort of get across that we are normal people and we're not this kind of like ivory tower, um, you know big business like we're we're still a small business man i've got the beyond like website on my phone when we get an order it makes like a cha-ching noise and it just makes your day it makes you so happy and that is small business mentality that is genuinely what that is um you know when you get excited over a single order so like to anyone that has genuinely spent money with beyond you have made my day at some point seriously um and and you know as the brand continues to grow like, i think it's it's the most important thing that people can have that connection to the to to the CEO of the company and just pop in, say hello. You know what I mean. You don't even have to spend two seconds in there. You just come and watch a few games if you like. Although um, I'm not very good at Warzone anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. and I, I think as you mentioned earlier, that's why you've had that community response is because yeah. of obviously the the response that you give back in return. Yeah, exactly. which is is incredible to see. On um, the aspects of like everything in. Yeah, I don't know, being an inspirator, inspiring uh, other people, like we said, about the tips and that, and on what we're saying of how hard it is. Was there anyone that, to start your business or anyone that has inspired you? Was there someone that's alive today or dead or anything like that? Is there, it could be someone famous, it could be 
your mum and dad. Like, I know personally, my dad is a massive inspiration to me. Like, yeah, the same. work that he's done, like, it's massive. Like, yeah. I think we're always going to be like that. My great granddad as well. Like, back in the days, the shit that they went through and the work that they done. I know this is a question for you, but I think we can all answer it. I think this is a for massive sure, yeah. I think this is a massive one that it's good to, for everyone to know where where we come from. Like he, he used to own a bakery and run a bakery, and he's one of eight or nine. He was, and he was like one of the youngest. And he used to work. He always used to tell me it. He'd get up at three in the morning, go to work, and then he'd finish at like midnight. So he'd have literally like two hours sleep, and everything he earned, he gave to his mum. And I think that's one thing that is mad for society today and something like that is very eye-opening is how lucky we are. Mm. Just the, the How fortunate we are to not have to do that. Like, obviously people still do nowadays, but all, us speaking here, like in our podcast and everyone watching it is in such a fortunate thing or fortunate place where we can afford to do what we love and we don't have to grind them hours out. Bro, to even have a roof over your head or food on the table, you're already yeah. miles ahead. Exactly. Of so much more, like so many more people in the world that are not exactly. quite as uh, so, advantaged in, in place. And honestly, I feel like people forget that a lot of the yeah. time. So, yeah. It is so, so who, that... who to you, Billy, is who was your inspiration? <laughs> and coming off the back of that question, um, if you could speak to any celebrity alive or dead, who would it be? Coming off the back of obviously the inspiration question. Easy one for me to answer. Easy one. Um, okay, so yeah, I come from a family of like hardworking people, like seriously. And yeah, as cliche as like you said earlier, definitely like father figure is my my old man is definitely the person that kind of instilled th that into me. Um, like. To the point where I remember being like 16, 17, having a first job or whatever. And if I had a day off sick, he would make me feel so awful about having yeah. a day off sick. Like that, haven't had a day off sick in probably 15 years. Put it that way. Like seriously, if unless my leg is hanging off, I'll be at work. Because <laughs> like that is just the mentality that my dad installed into me at a really young age. Like you go to work, you graft, you earn your money, you come home, you pay your bills like that, you know, that was everything I ever needed. And he, yeah, he provided for a big family of us. And yeah, like that to me was enough. He showed me everything I needed to know about business to be able to go off and, and do it. Like even from my first ever transactions, like I said to you guys earlier. So without a shadow of a doubt, I'm my biggest inspiration. And then moving on to a celebrity one, I really like, this is probably be controversial. I, I, I'm going to say who I don't like first. People like Grant Cordone. I don't know if you know who Grant Cordone is. Yeah. Like, irritates the shit out Entrepreneurs. of Entrepreneurs. I can't stand those guys, right? All right, I've read every single one of their books, which I've made them money, right? I mean, um, the knowledge that they have is incredible, but the persona that sure. they bring yeah, with yeah. that knowledge is just the flip side of what they teach. Yeah, he annoys me, Grant Cordon. He says, if you haven't got two million pounds in your bank, you've, you're broke. And it's like, 
fuck off. Like he he does my head in. Whereas if like, you've got Gary food v, on the table and a roof over exactly. your head, you're wealthy. Yeah, come on, exactly. Whereas like Gary V, I really like because he is more on the social side of things, and I'm really I do actually learn quite a lot from Gary V. I think he's quite knowledgeable, and again, he's got big aspirations, started from really humble beginnings in the wine shop and stuff. So I, I like both of them, but my celebrity inspiration would be Kevin Hart, and oh, okay. it's, a, it's a weird one, right? Kevin Hart, everyone just sees him as a comic. Kevin Hart is one of the best businessmen I've ever seen in my entire life. He has everything, everything you could possibly think of. Hart real estate, Hart this, Hart that. He is mental with what he does, right? But the reason I love him so much is because he has got, like myself, a number of brands underneath him. And obviously he is like 50 million times the net worth of, of, of someone <laughs> like myself. But he carries himself in a really cool way. Um, I think he's really approachable. I think if I ever like saw him, he would be the type of person where he would have a quick chat with you. And like, he wouldn't just be like, get out of my face, like a lot of the celebrities. But I don't know if you listen to uh, the Joe Rogan show. Yeah, of course, done, yeah. right? Yeah. If you can watch the, or listen to the Joe Rogan, Kevin Hart podcast, he is one of the most humbling people I've, I've ever seen. He does so much for charity. I absolutely love him. But he does a, there's a part on the show about um, his new brand. And one of the new brands he's, he brought out, this show is probably 10 years old now, but one of, the, one of the new brands that's definitely out by now is called, um, it's like Hustle Vits or something like that. Um, or I think it's like, I think the brand's just called Hustle. And it's basically a multivitamin for normal normal guys and girls like like us but he called it like hustle vits or something and he wanted it to be like a little bit of hustle in in everybody but the part of the show that really intrigued me was the part where he was like i do not put a product on the market until i have vigorously tested that product myself like unless i get up every day and go i can't live without that tablet what is inside that tablet and i want to put it on the market and I first listened to that show like probably about three years ago. And that was when I, I thought he was great. And there was so much realness behind what he was saying and what he was, what he was speaking. And he was just like, I'm never going to put something with my name on it, Kevin Hart, that I don't believe in. And that is exactly the same with us and beyond. Like people think we're beyond, we must have come up with it super quick, smashed together some flavors, already had the facility <laughs> to do it. And then like, stick it on the market, stick a few vitamins in it and away you go, right? I'm not even kidding when I say 18 months of R&D trying formulas that like tasted like shit ultimately. And like, it was but just- nothing's changed since then. <laughs> <laughs> but like, seriously, some of, some of the nights I was having like sleep paralysis where there was too much caffeine and too much like uh, <laughs> too many nootropics. I was like learning new languages in seven minutes. Like I knew it was <laughs> too much, like seriously. But but yeah, I learned a lot from from that Kevin Hart podcast. And if anyone gets a second to, to watch the Joe Rogan, Kevin Hart show, um, do it. it awesome. I'm going to add that. I'm going to write that down right now. Um, if you guys could make a limitless pill... Like from the TV series and the film, oh, Limitless, that would be that would be, that would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> you both fell for the Beyond Chip, didn't you? I did as well, yeah. <laughs> I knew... I, my, I, it was as I'd started becoming uh, an affiliate for Beyond uh, that that came out around the uh, the April Fool's thing. And I was like, I know this is definitely an April Fool's, but I know guaranteed if I sign up with my email, there's going to be a discount code or something that comes <laughs> from it. So I was like, fuck it, I'm getting signed up. I didn't know that until Soph literally said, you know, it's April Fool's. And I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You hustled I, us, basically. Is that what you're saying? You wanted, <laughs> you wanted the discount. Finessed. <laughs> um, I'll pass this to Krazy afterwards as well. But for me personally, having read up on, I know I mentioned it to you as well, uh, Wim Hof has mm. to be, for me, somebody I'd love to sit down with, even if I had half an hour to an hour or whether I, uh, in the future I'd love to get booked onto one of his one of his workshops or retreats, um, because the guy's incredible. The stuff that he's done to to take forward medical science that he's proven, uh, the the powers of the mind are absolutely insane. And I feel like if more people read into that and discovered it, um, they'd realize just how much potential they have in themselves and how much potential they can unlock, um. And it is something, again, as you mentioned there, like Kevin Hart, um, I have quite a large amount of knowledge just because it's something that I enjoy uh, on like habits and well-being and all of that stuff like goals and how to achieve it. And I'm currently going through a multitude of different things that I'm putting myself forward as a guinea pig um, to prove that they work, which I will then go into a podcast later down the line um and bring those things forward and be like this is what i recommend it can better Love your life that. in these ways and this is exactly how it helped me it's because i want to see like my my goal overall with the podcast and with content creation and all that jazz is to help other people and and that's what i want to do going yeah. forward so to take the time to spend it with wim whether it was getting him on the podcast, that would be insane, or uh, even just sitting down and just having a conversation. The guy's incredible. Nothing's too big, man. Hey. Nothing's speak too it, big. Speak Who it into knows? existence. Exactly. This could be impulsive in five years' time. <laughs> hey. hey, who knows? I could have lost my hair. I could become Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, you can. You might be fighting. <laughs> you be fighting like Nick Merckx or something, oh you know. You never know. <laughs> easy win, easy win. Yeah. T, I'd if you could, easy. if you could, uh, if you could pick anybody to sit down with, who would it be? It's a hard one because I've always like my views on different people have always changed throughout my life, and I've always had different people that that have inspired me. Like, so when I was younger, as cliche as as it is. I was always, I've, I still am. I've always been into rugby and everything like that. And watching players when you're younger, it, it's always been amazing. Um, for me, like someone that changed the game of rugby and changed the mentality of sport, it seems, and took an actual single sport, the professional, from such a like. Rugby used to be, yeah, everyone was small. It didn't matter your size. You were unfit. Jonah Lomu, him, cha he changed the game. And as weird as it sounds, I'd love to speak to him because of the commitment that goes into be a professional athlete as well as the fact that 
for many people I know, he was probably one of the first to commit into a sport like that and make it that step up. And it's that's like anything. It's the commitment that he took and put into the sport. You can take that into here, into our mindset, like into content creation or anything like that. It is the commitment and the hours you have to do. Another person as well, and like I've read some of his books and it's another one that's a bit different, but it's Ant Middleton. Yeah, I like him too. That guy, like, I love SAS, Who Dares Wins. And yeah, like, me too. One of my Good best job. mates, he's he's uh, training to be in the Navy and shit like that. And, like, I've always, like, I've got a promise to him that I hope one day he'll be able to get in the SAS. And, like, he's promised me that he will try it always, the SAS. And it's all because Ant, for me, is, so you see him in a show and he's such a dick. He's calling everyone mm-hmm. every name under the sun. But when they open up about their life and they take him into like an interview, he's the most accepting person ever. I can remember the one episode that I that was massive for me, or there's a few. The one was uh it, they took a guy into uh, a room and like the interview and the guy they were like, Okay, why are you here? And he's like, Okay, well I want to and see what my son went through and they asked a bit about his son and it ended up that the son had been killed in by friendly fire and wow. I was like I was like but they humbled him and just was like wow and like how that they can have that mindset to go from I'm gonna kill that man physically that man is dead to then boom nicest guy ever like his books are ridiculous he he's been through shit like He's been to prison, which is stuff that you would never know. Like, he's been banned from driving, shit like that. And, like, how he's gone from that to where he is now, where, yeah, he seems like a dick sometimes, but when you see him speak to people and people actually get down and dating girls, like, I am in a bad place, but this is what happens. And he does mm. give him tips. I love that shit. And I would love yeah. to, like, hear from him. Like, I've, I, I really want to go on the SAS show because I really wanted to myself obviously i'm well too fat now i'm well out of it but like that was something that i really trained hard to do before covid hit and when covid hit i just gave up because i was like nah, i'm never gonna get it done i'm glad that i didn't but the the mindset that them guys have even if it weren't like and like my mate like he went through the interrogation process mental and like they have another mindset and it is so inspiring for me and i'd love to speak to them actually know the shit they've been through because they say everything like a lot but there's some shit that they can't say which yeah if for sure. you were to learn on a personal note that makes you realize yeah what it's like like his stories are fucking ridiculous i love his books and if you were to ever read a book and you want a book to read and make you feel inspired to do something like in a fitness way or to get your fucking life motivated read one of his books like yeah I read it and was like, yo, I'm sorting my life out. I am sorting my life out. And it is awesome. I think he would be a massive guy to meet. Yeah, for sure. The SAS Who Dares Win guys, all all of them are absolute monsters. But like, the beast, but then so As you kind. said, the, the empathy that comes with that. I mean, at the end of the day, their profession is neutralizing threats to save other lives Mm. and understanding 
the impact of taking somebody's life for the sake of saving somebody else's. They have to have that empathy. They have to have that understanding, uh, which I feel like a lot of people don't realize with the military. There's obviously that sort of it's real life wars battle. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. not just a case of boom and you're gone. Like there's exactly. there's strategy, there's thought behind it, and there's there's reasons happening. Should um, we go to an intermission? Do you reckon? I was gonna say yeah. I need yeah, the toilet an and then and then we can come back for some juicy. I wanna questions. yeah. I wanna delve into the world that is beyond. Yeah. And I want to, I want to rack your brains and get all of the juicy gossip that I can. <laughs> yeah. It's at this point, right, Bill cool. disconnects from Discord, and he's like, "Yeah, I can't tell you any of that shit." Bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna quickly hit an ad break. Uh, we are gonna put on one of the incredible Beyond adverts. So uh, do stick around, um, and we'll be back pretty soon. We are back. I almost clicked the wrong overlay sequence there. Nearly uh, went on my like stream scene, which would have been an absolute disaster. Start <laughs> playing. See you actually playing yeah. Warzone in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this entire time I'm pretending to pay attention, whereas realistically I'm like, he's, he's pushing left. He's pushing. He's breaking it's right. You recorded video. He's one shot. He's one shot. Um, yeah. So as I mentioned before, we went into the ad break. Um, one of the biggest things, obviously, that everybody knows you for is Beyond. Um, I was going to question what uh, brand part of Rule 13 are you most proud of? But, I mean, I could tell from the beginning it, it has to be Beyond, as you've mentioned no question. several times, both on the podcast and to myself in person. Um, Beyond is your yeah, baby. I'm and like Proud of them all, man. Yeah. Proud of them all. No, you can't not be. Like, you, you, you literally cannot not be. Um. But like, yeah, ultimately, Beyond's my baby, and I just cannot wait to see this flourish and grow. And like, yeah, that's that's the nicest part of it. I'm so fucking excited, man! Like, yeah. I'm just grateful to be part of it all, and to to awesome. be able to come along for the ride because for sure. it is gonna be a roller coaster, and I'm super excited. I mean, even just like the stuff that I knew leading up to like the cherry release and things like that. Just those little hints and tips that get dropped are like, oh man, it makes everything so exciting. How and I know going forward. Think, how in depth do you think our Easter eggs go? Very. I noticed one the other day that I then put forward to you that I don't want to spoil for anybody else because I want them to figure it out themselves. Yeah. But I mean, I I know you guys really, really put some stuff into your branding. Uh even just like Twitter posts or pictures or images or videos that I put out, yeah. there's stuff that's hidden in the background, whether it's as as much as like reveal dates or like crazy yeah. stuff that if people have a really tuned key eye, they can get so much more information out of all of the, the beyond stuff than they actually realize. And that's what's cool. That's how you know 
that you guys are so passionate about this because you take it to the level where it is almost like a game um and it's really really cool this is this is the difference right so we leave easter eggs everywhere sometimes even in like mailers that we send out will be cryptic so the first letter spells something out like no hardly anyone bro i'm going back through all of my emails (laughs) later on like Hardly anyone notices Easter eggs currently because of our current size. We're a small yeah. business. We're a small size. But in six months, in a year, in two years, we're still going to be dropping them, you know, and, and ultimately that's, that's, they'll be there for people to find. And then you'll have people that really care about the brand that goes, shit, something new from Beyond Us drops. Where's the Easter egg? What yeah. am I looking for? Like even down to just small little things. Like I don't know if I anyone's mean, typed in the coordinates on the packaging or. That's or like... exactly what I was about to say. The coordinates just on the top of the, the cherry pack were like, like you won't even see them. They're not even so in so white. sick. It's only in like a spot gloss, so like you can hold it at a certain Bro, light. The package. If you hold it anywhere but like slightly tipped, it's invisible to the like normal <laughs> eye. Like it's absurd. But the level of detail just goes to show like the passion behind the brand and the drive that it has. And that is reciprocated sure. in the flavor, the delivery, the packaging, everything. It's reciprocated. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, obviously, that delves into which of the brands are you most proud of. Obviously, all of them, but beyond being the main one. Um, yep. For the people at home, um, I know this because I spoke to you about it a while ago, but... Where did the name Beyond come from? And were there any other names that you potentially dabbled with um, in the past? Because I, I remember you telling me this and my mind was actually blown. Yeah, so when we were concepting for Beyond, we knew we wanted to make it futuristic. We knew, in fact, not the very first conception. I think the first, con- I think the first ever design was called Rushed, which just <laughs> does not have the same impact at yeah. all. So like it was it was called It rushed, sounds rushed. <laughs> it does. It sounded rushed <laughs> to us as well, hence why we changed it. But there was there was no like clear space when when we're sort of coming up with it. So I think like what's important to know is when you're conceptually mapping out a brand, what you do is you have like um a table yeah and and what you would do is you do competitor analysis and there's like two axes one of them is on price point so like you start it at who's the very cheapest and who's the very most expensive and then you get a very clear gauge of where you want to be on price point and you know actually a lot of this industry is grouped around the same sort of area so you can't really go much higher and if you go much less you're a cheap brand and yeah. you never want to be a cheap brand, right? So um, that kind of made it really easy. And then on the other axis going up was um, other brands focusing on health or other brands focusing on something else. So it was like a health scale between zero and 10. And then we, when we plotted out everything, we kind of plotted something, a product that kind of felt like it made you want to, for want of a better strap line, do more, be more. And like, we wanted to come up with something that sort of filled that gap where we were almost giving people a drink that made them feel aspirational, that made them have that kick up the arse in the morning to go, do you know what? 
I'm going to get the fuck out of bed. Let's go get it. Like that kind of vibe. So the name Beyond was thrown about the office. Like it's about going beyond your regular day. It's about going beyond your regular gaming ability, um, pushing yourself to new heights. So Beyond stuck. And then we we, we absolutely loved it. Do more, be more, who, go beyond. Who takes the credit for the name Beyond? Who oh, first yeah. mentioned it? Do you know? I'm pretty sure it was me. Yeah. Oh, All right yeah. then. <laughs> it was. I'm pretty sure it was me, but I'll check with Theo. Yeah. Sure it was me. That's so sick. Me, Theo, who you know as Mindstate in the Discord, yeah. and one other dude who works in procurement called Luke. And all three of us were on COD one night and we were just grinding out some hours and we were spitballing some ideas about taking the business into other areas. And I remember the next morning I came in and I was like, Thief, you got a second. I just want to talk to you. Can you come in here? And he was like, yeah, sweet. He was like, I've got something to talk to you about as well, actually. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, do you want to go first or should I go first? He was like, you go first. I was like, all right, cool. So we sat down and he was we like- both kissed and it was happily oh, ever after. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, we, we turned the candles <laughs> out and that was it. Um, oh, I was like, I want to make a gaming energy drink. And he was like- Rotsy shit, pushed the desk back and walked out the room. And I was like, What? What have I said? And he walked back in the room and he was like, I came in here to tell you that. That's what yeah, I, no way. I was like. I That's was like, so sick. Bingo. We're doing it. You wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. Let's do it. Like, let's, let's get this going. And then he started concepting ideas and of what the brand could look like. And I think Beyond at the very start was going to have an astronaut, like this whole astronaut character that okay. kind of followed it around. And then we come across one of our competitors that had a mascot. So we were like, nah, it can't be. It needs to be clean. It needs to be futuristic, clinical. It needs to look like a piece of space packaging. It needs to open like a time capsule. It, needs, it is there so literally, many things, like, it's so like Tesla space age-esque. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about it is clean. It's precise. Like it is That's what I above so the market. About. It is beyond every like competitor it every aspect of it goes beyond me, not like, just the formula the packaging everything when when obviously before knowing of you guys like you know of the other ones like g fuel and snoop and all that sure yeah 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 and like i'd always because of the streams i'd watch i've heard, heard of g fuel and i was like oh i'm gonna try that and i can remember when like click said that like we were you guys were on the scene and like more so like I can remember just being hinted towards about you guys. I was like, yo, I'll go and see what these are about. And for me, my first feelings going into Beyond, which I was actually shocked by, was how professional it is. So like being like a smaller brand as you call yourself, mm -hmm. it's very easy to get away with not making it perfect. It's yep. very, you could get away with slight issues or slight, like defects or yeah, yeah. Defects. whereas when I first looked on your website and you first put out the photos, the videos, and I first got my tub of beyond, I was, I can remember saying to so I can remember being like, what the fuck? Like, these aren't just like a small business. These do not feel like a business that. Yeah, a new one to the market as such in comparison yeah, for to sure. the other ones. I, and 
like that's not me even just saying it because I like obviously we're like powered by you guys and shit like that. That is my first feeling towards it. I was shocked at yeah. the level of like perfection that you guys put in. It, it's amazing. It was so surprising. And it works now. Like you can tell, like like you say, your Easter eggs. I, I love that shit. I can remember when I said like the other day, then I? I was like, yo, I found that Easter egg. And you're like, oh yeah. And I, I love that shit. Like, like that is something that I think is mad from a smaller business today. Like that, the thing is, yeah, if you if you want to become that bigger business, if you want to be a monster, you want to be a Red Bull, because I look at all the other gaming energy drinks and why stop there? Why let that be your aspiration? Like the other UK competitors sneak, they're not my competitor. I really don't care. Like a lot of people will be like, oh, but they're huge and they've got a cult following and this, that, and that. I really don't care. Like I, I don't want to be sneak. I don't want to be G Fuel. If anything, I want to be the size of fucking monster and I want to be the fucking size of Red Bull one day. And and you know, you gotta aim for the top because everyone in between you and that top guy are insignificant. And that's yeah. how you've got to you've got to view it. Like Red Bull are the biggest energy drink in the world and will always be the biggest energy drink in the world because of how darish they are, because they don't give a shit, they're ballsy, they go and do crazy stunts like put putting Felix jumping from space and stuff you know that that is the world we live in and people like to see crazy content i don't see that crazy content coming from monster and i don't kind of get the appeal of monster personally i get that appeal from red bull um I also i think we're from the generation where red bull gives you wings and that campaign mm. was sort of like drilled into us from yeah. a very very early age um you know with the cool cartoons and you know i just remember it so so vividly you, I think you coming have to, you have to aim for the top. Coming from a couple of years behind you, I think Monster appealed to certainly my age group more because of the extreme sports side of things. Sure. I think before Red Bull branched into that, it was the entire campaign of Red Bull gives you wings, but they didn't really branch into like the crazy yeah, stuff sure. they do today, like wingsuits and fucking stun yeah, flying I mean, and all that crazy stuff. But Monster, Monster from the cool. kickstart was like motocross drifting like loads of crazy shit like skateboarding and like i remember being a a scooter back in the day i used to love scootering i think everyone like our age went through that and i can always remember going down somewhere called the park which is a massive skate park and getting a can of monster from there and it was very driven into that so but yeah whereas now like you say whenever you say have an energy drink your first thing is uh, sorry, Red Bull, but like, because of, like you say, how they've driven it recently as well. Like, yeah, even like, sure. the aspect of like F1. Like, I'm a massive, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, brand, like, uh, fan. And yeah, like, like they're I think massive. A massive difference as well between Red Bull and Monster, as you say, same with Beyond, is the premium ship of it. Mm. I feel like Red Bull, because of the pricing and obviously all the stuff that they do, it is a more premium product. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why a, a, like, a large portion of people might branch away from that and go for the likes of Monster because it is cheaper. You get yeah. more product for your money. Like, Two it servants depends. by can. Who knew that before this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, exactly. Yeah. You learn something um, every day. No, but yeah, I actually think that's down to circle. branding as well. Yeah. I think Red Bull carries a more premium brand. 
Um, even just the way they present their can, that silver can with the blue color in, like I think that is a much more premium look than a black can with yeah, bright 100%. green monster yeah. scratch through it. Like, but ultimately that is the energy market. Um, and you know what we're trying to do with Beyond is carve a new market. It's not about energy. I don't ever believe in Beyond's existence it will ever be put in a can form. I think like future expansion of beyond you know i'm talking five years down the line three years down the line whatever will go more towards the kind of lucasade powerade feel where it will be like a it will still be still and not carbonated and i believe it will be like in a ready-made bottle to to squeeze because that's how you get the mass market that's how you get your likes of tesco's and sainsbury's and, yeah, yeah. and stuff buying into the ready brand to, use to get them exactly to get them to to, to stock a product like beyond where it's a premix the only things you've seen super successful is things like robinson squash which you mix with water and it makes flavored water right yeah. um like that is a concentrated um uh, concept that that works um uh, but powder that's so alien to buyers they're like yeah. what i've got to mix powder in my drink it's like yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's a hard one to get right i think like, it brings in a negative aspect as well obviously a lot of parents, for example, I know this was a massive thing with G Fuel, bringing them back up again, um, was the negative aspect of it being a powder, it being a supplement or a drug, yeah. as people were seeing it, um, and not as an energy drink, which essentially is exactly what it is. It's just in a powdered form, not a liquid form, but you for then sure, yeah. make it a liquid anyway. But definitely, parent-wise, people are way more inclined to buy their child a can of Monster than they probably would a tub of powder just mental. because it yeah. is like which, which is even mental, though right? the health benefits can outweigh it massively it's more yeah. the like the the concept and yeah, yeah. yeah also, it's also it's insane it's you, you know there is a, an age limit for a reason on an energy yeah. drink you know and anyone giving energy drinks to people under the age of 16 you know it does happen it's like kids smoke under the age of, of 18 yeah. in this country as well it does happen you can't you can't sort of get away from that um, but like, it, it's one of them things, would you, would you rather, um, you know, a, a sugar filled taurine filled, um, you know, can of, of like energy drink, one of the leading brands or, and that was something that one of the questions that went round in the focus group, when we were coming up with beyond, what do we need to do to basically make it so mums picking up this product, right? Wouldn't yeah. mind their 16, 17 year old son drinking it. And, and consuming it, what are the ingredients on the back? Let's not put things like taurine in there. Let's not put things that are going to like have a negative stigma around them. And let's pack it for the vitamins, pack it for the minerals, like something that if your mum picked it up, she'd be like, that's actually a pretty good drink for you. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty happy with you drinking that. Like, if you can break that parent barrier of a 16, 17 year old, like, that's, that's, that's what we kind of wanted, wanted to, you know, achieve with like our ingredients listing make it as healthy for the human body as you can take it away from that negative stigma around energy drinks around sugar around carbonation around you know just overall indulging in in, in energy you know so obviously on the aspect of all this like you've dabbled into the fact of what you said about in the future like yeah, you're looking, that could be a possibility, let's say, that going into like a more of a LucasAid sort of way looking. Something that I know that everyone's going to be wanting to hear, and this is something that I want to ask this question, is, okay, what 
is coming up in the future what you don't have to exactly deep tell us everything obviously i know there's only limits there's always tell us everything. but yeah but can you give us anything on new flavors or new bottle ideas or anything is there anything you can tell to the viewers right now or the podcast when it's put out on youtube that... <laughs> i'm so excited for this it's like what we've been waiting is there anything? Obviously, we don't want to. That's one thing that we said before this podcast. We went and obviously discussed with you, but we would rather ask you the question. And if you can't, yeah, say, for sure, can't say. for sure, for sure. Look, my head is going with a million things that I could say right now, <laughs> but it get it, it pulls the excitement out of it. It takes yeah. the gamification away if I give you too much away now. I have got some cool things to. Tease maybe on, <laughs> a little bit of clearance from um, from my marketing team. I did check. I was like, "What can I say? What can I not say?" And they basically said, "Don't say anything, but you can tease a couple of things if you like." And I was like, "All right, cool." So, chat. Let's get some teased. fucking hype going, man. <laughs> I'm actually like, I'm fangirling right now because I am so excited <laughs> for this. This is something, just to clarify, obviously we've been talking to Bill for a while about doing this interview, and this is something we mentioned ages ago, was like, to what extent can we ask you yeah. questions about Beyond and the future of Beyond? And Bill was like, oh, I'll see what I can do, I don't think there's there's much I can do, but we'll see. And now that he's here, like, I can actually tell you some stuff, I'm like, fully <laughs> ready and raring. <laughs> Alright, like, so... We teased a new flavor on Friday, which okay. I can confirm is a That's new flavor. That's what that is. It's a new flavor. It is. Oh. <laughs> I can confirm. Um, I can't tell you what flavor it is. Nah, you may as well just tell, tell us. You <laughs> you're going to get it a lot sooner than you think. So much so that it may be coming this month. Oh! When I say May, I'm, it's it's happening. <laughs> Mic drop, <laughs> mega. <laughs> That's huge. That's huge. Yep, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Holy <Wow>. cow! <laughs> you can't That's just what, come into an interview May, and drop bombs like that. <laughs> Holy yeah, I can't tell you what cow. the flavor is, but look, let me tell you, it's it's incredible. We're, we're proud of it and we've got a pipeline full of R&D of like flavors that we are ready to rock and roll with. Um, I'm exceptionally excited about a massive campaign that we're doing this year. Um, I'm not going to get too much into that, but it has Red Bull vibes all over it. A bit of the biggest thing we do this year and I'm exceptionally excited about that. So watch this space. Um, I've got two other things I can tease for you. What? Oh, this isn't the end. Nothing. Bro, I'm actually going to pass out. Give me two seconds to, like, breathe. Mate, I'm going to be ill right now. I'm ill right now. It can't do me. Bro, it's like, it's half ten and I'm screaming the house that my girlfriend came in to see if I was all right. <laughs> um... All right, cool. So can, can I can we can we break these like bombshells up with a couple more questions just so it's not all in one go? 
Go for it. Is that okay? Because I've got a couple yeah. more questions that I know I'd absolutely love and other people would like to hear. Yeah, go for and it. it just builds way more suspense and I know it's going to piss off everybody right, in chat. I've got two more things, so we'll do one after. Okay, yes. Yeah, we'll do question yeah. and then bombshell. Um... Uh, on the on the theme of new flavors, as you just mentioned, there obviously the one that's coming up as early as this month, which is it still it's blows real. my mind. That's ridiculous. Um, I feel like we've just got our feet under the table. I know, well, I, know, well. like, I, know yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's insane. I'm excited to get this one out. Um, who are the wizards behind the formula, and how do you guys come up with new flavor ideas? Cool question. Um, so we have three mixologists one of them works on e-liquids only one of them does such the flavors a for sick title it's, it's a, it is a cool title what to one do for does... work i'm a mixologist Oof. <laughs> one one of them is a forensic scientist like he he is one of the smartest dudes i've ever met he's in our discord he his name's dave he's i think he's beyond underscore davidoff he's one of the most smart intelligent dudes i've ever met in my entire life um and he is the person that is responsible for the quality of the formula. Um, so he come up with, you know, all the different ingredients, the new tropics. He's the guy that does all the research into every single ingredient. He didn't just bash 50 ingredients into a Fucking tub. Hats off and like, everything he put in there, he read research reports. He basically wanted to argue with me on every single one why it's in there <laughs> this one reduces stress this one relieves anxiety this one does this this one does that here's the reports to prove it so like when you get all of that put on there you know you're in good hands right so yeah. so dave is the genius behind actually coming up with the ingredients and then it moves over to um a guy called goody or james and he is mr flavors now dave and goody work hand in hand with flavors um and we go through a lot, put it this way, like every single flavor, we go through 50, 60 versions before before it's anywhere near. And sometimes we are about to put it in a tub and they'll bring me a scoop, right? And they'll be like, yo, it's about to go in tubs. Tell us what you think. Genuinely, not even, not even making this up. I'll taste it and be like, no, it needs improvement. And everyone's like, what do you mean it needs improvement? <laughs> it's about to go in touch. And I'm like, it's not ready yet. Like we have to make it better. So like everyone's running around the place. Like how do we make this better? And there's like new versions coming out and there's like changes being made to the formula. Like last minute, it's, it's hectic. It's hectic. This is a real life business. We're not like a dream factory. Like we want it to be as best as it ever can possibly. You are be. a dream factory. Let's be honest. You, you guys create <laughs> we're the, dreams. We're the dream factory. That's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, they're, they're amazing guys. Like, and that's just a very small part of the team. The, the team is massive. The, the team are quality people. That's so sick. How do you guys are branching off from that question? How do you come up with new flavors? Do you try and strive for things that haven't necessarily been touched on by other brands? Do you strive for so things hard, that you know man. people will like? Like what's what's the everything's crack? been done right? Every, everything's been mm. done once or twice. Um, it's it's the same in the other industries we operate in, but because we operate in other industries that have flavored products. We know what consumers like and we know what consumers don't like, right? So your things like strawberry, watermelon, lime is always going to be a sure hit. Blue raspberry, wild forest fruits. What we were trying to do is we're trying to get a staple line out before we start going weird and wacky. Let me tell you, the next flavor after the one we're releasing 
is wacky. It's out there and it's never been done in energy before. Oh, I'm, I'm excited, really excited about that one. And the campaign is phenomenal. Confirmed Seriously. two new flavors on this podcast. How fucking That's stupid's mental. that, man? Is that, that the second? Is that the second bombshell, or is that just something else you just sprinkled in there for digital. shits and giggles? That's, no, that's no, obviously there's going to be more, right? In the future, yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't tell you what yeah, they're going to be, course. but like, that's that's what we do. We, we you know we want to keep innovating. We want to be at the forefront. We want to keep you excited as well. At the same time, it's like how gassed you are. <laughs> I <is> mean, <laughs> how gassed we get in the office, and we're like, yeah. oh my god, we're trying this new flavor. Oh my that's god, that's so amazing. Sick. That's, like the one I tried the other day, I was like, "That's better than cherry." I was like, "Hands down, that is better what? than cherry." And like, There's no way. Yeah. There's no, no way. Seriously, I'm seriously, literally crazy, like, crazy. I don't know where my cher- my cherry comes downstairs because I use it that often. I literally take yeah. it to work. I bring it home from work. I have a scoop when I get back in. Like, <laughs> I think I've genuinely gone through about three quarters of that tub already in the time that it's taken me to go through the other five flavors. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, how can it be better than cherry? Trust me. Man. This is this Aaron's is ridiculous. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron's Aaron, on form here. You you are a hundred percent correct. Obviously, cherries come out. We've got this new flavor that Bill's teased is coming out this month. We then got a flavor that has never been done before. And Bill confirmed the other day that sour apple or apple is going to be something that comes out in the future. So that's four guaranteed flavors in the future already. I don't know when, don't know when sour apple will happen. Because I know it's a super popular one, and because it's so popular, it needs to be perfect. Yeah. And we are being so crazy. There's only so long you can cock tease me, though, Bill. I need sour apple in my life. Yeah. Especially to mix with sour cherry. Like, oh. There's a million things. Like, everyone keeps throwing flavors at us. Like, do this, do this. And every single one of them sound amazing. None of them sound shit. In fact, someone wrote Bisto Gravy, and I thought that was probably the worst (laughs) one we've ever had. But. The rest and of the Bessie. majority of them are fantastic. Yeah, like yeah. potatoes, like how <laughs> roasted. <laughs> if you could, if you yeah. could, like Willy Wonka, if you could put an entire like Sunday dinner into a into a shaker, <laughs> that would be sick. That's what the wacky oh, flavor is, isn't it? It's a Sunday roast. The everlasting yeah, Yo, that'd be oh, so man. sick. That would be cool. an everlasting oh, tub of Beyond would be perfect. Yeah, that would. <laughs> Okay, you so that today for your the not next yeah, though. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, what what's this next? Yeah, this is number two of three. I'm, I can't contain my excitement. Okay, Bill's got to think this, this through because he doesn't want to say too much. <laughs> absolutely, and you have to be extremely like careful when you're talking about something that something doesn't slip out. It's why I'm trying to not be like... provoking like too much, and there's stuff that I know. Uh, obviously having had tasters of flavours so far there's stuff that I know that Golden I can't boy. mention and there's stuff that I'm holding back as well and I'm just like yeah. I just want to tell everyone because it's so damn exciting it's juicy it's juicy um, I think the next one like we got a huge probably the biggest announcement as a company we've we've had in well since Beyond's conception on the 21st um so the 21st i can't say too much about this one until it happens so there's an announcement um, coming on the 21st yeah there's a big announcement coming on the 21st where are we now what day are we 
that I know must be daunting, or I know I've spoken <laughs> to you about it, daunting, exciting. It's just something special for you is becoming a father. And how are you nervous, excited? How do you feel? Like it's, it's Are like, you prepared? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so becoming a father, I don't think you can ever be prepared. <laughs> but like... I've I've had this conversation with with my fiance who I've been with for like nine years, and we we've had the conversation for like nine years, and it's like <laughs> when when is when is the perfect the right time? time. And yeah. does the perfect time ever exist? And I think it goes back to something that I said earlier in this podcast. It's like the right time is now because there's always going to be something else, right? And yeah. especially in a business like as fast paced as ours. It's never the right time. Like I'm, I've always got a million things. Like we're four weeks now away from from having our baby boy, and we are like not. We are so busy at work. We are so busy at work, and even my missus, she, um, she works with the family business as well. So like she's still at work. She's four weeks away from from giving birth. Like it's just carnage. My two sisters who um, are both work in in the business one of one in like is the operations director so she runs the entire like production and then my other sister's like head of hr and both of them fell pregnant within two months or three months of my other half so my mum and dad wanted to become nan and granddad and they got three grandchildren within <laughs> four months of each other. <laughs> so, look, I am. I'm super excited. I, I don't think I could be more excited. I'm nervous as shit, like you would be. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to expect, but all I can expect is a lot of sleepless nights and some grumpy mornings. That's it. Exactly yeah, what Beyond's got. A, uh, you got the got an energy you brand, got the so. Beyond to pick you up. You got the CBD yeah. to bring you down. Like you've got it all sorted. It's all it's been like one plan, strategic right? plan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a quick question. Oh, more more a statement. Um, obviously, I don't want you to give the specific detail. But uh, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, Billy is not the only Billy in in his little family his uh <laughs> other half is also called billy and obviously without giving away the child's name you're not calling it billy are you no we're not no. <laughs> <laughs> i just thought i'd double check because uh yeah three billies in one family is a little bit crazy <laughs> you know how many people as soon as we announced we were having a baby how many people were like you're calling it billy right <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> she's billy with an ie i'm billy with a y so we're like that's how we differentiate from each other. <laughs> a quick, a quick question that I'd uh, I'd thought of earlier: Is your name actually Bill, or is it derived yeah. from like William, or like is it actually Bill? No, my mum actually named me Billy. Yeah, oh, fair. I didn't know if it was just yeah. like a shortened down version, and your name was actually like William Webb, or. I mean, William Webb's no. got a fucking, like, we're Bruce William Wayne Webb, ring to it. It's like William Wallace, though, isn't it? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up because it's a, a funny little thing that people probably don't know. But, uh, yeah, have you got an, have you got ideas for names? Obviously, we don't want anything spoiled, but... Yeah, we're, we're, I think we're there. I think yeah? We're Sick. No, that's yeah. good, man. Quite, I was going to say... It was quite a list, and, and I had, like, 
probably best part of 50 names that I liked for boys. And like, none of them were good enough. None of them were strong enough. I wanted it to be like a strong enough name to like, but also I love looking back through history and I love looking at yeah. like, like a name. There's so many different routes you can go down. So you can go down like what your favorite game is, what your favorite film is, what your favorite TV program is. Like, yeah. you know, how many babies were called, um, you know, like John after John Snow and like, you know, yeah. I think even the rise of names like um, Cersei and Arya and stuff really spiked after Game of Thrones. It's and so crazy how influential it's, it's crazy, right? like TV and film and things like that are. Yeah, for, for sure, for sure. I kind of went down a little bit of a, of, a, of a different turn. I wanted to name our kid after like something that was a little bit more like um, I was looking through like prohibition sort of era names and like there were some really cool ones like bugsy and and like super yeah. cool kind of yeah. and I, was, I, was, I was loving leaning towards those and then i sort of did the same thing but um kind of went more london based and yeah we've, we've kind of like ended on the name reginald so like reggie for short yo that's All sick right. oh yeah that's that's, that's a really cool name. name. I mean, nice even more bombshells being dropped here. Yeah. I was trying to, I was trying to keep that sort of like family aspect like out of the conversation. That's why I'm I mentioned bit, listen, so, man, I'm a big so many times. <laughs> um, you know, I live, love my family's pieces. It's something that you can always like talk about and find quite yeah. humbling talking about. You know, if, yeah. you, if you have a good home life, it's it's one of them things like crazy. You find it easy to talk about Soph and your life at home and stuff because of yeah. that reason, like. Massively, and, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, even uh, like family is like, well, yeah, it's something massive in it. Yeah, it I think shapes it, who you are, whether whether it's a positive aspect of your life or a negative aspect of your life. You might not have yeah. the best family life, but at the end of the day, even that, the negative times still shape yeah. who you are as a person and make Correct. you better as a person exactly. because of those. So, I mean, family are massive to everyone, even to That's those why... people. That's what I like about the like click and beyond and everything like that. Like, it feels I, I'm like very invested. I, I get invested in things really like massively if for sure I feel more than just like a friend. If you get me, like, I know you, Phil and Kura, like, both of you do more on a personal note than friends in a way because of yeah, the sure, yeah. just how our banner is and the shit that we know about each other and the stuff that yeah is discussed off live streams and everything that makes it special and i think that's what's so nice about click like especially like, i i come into click and like i'm i'm very very open with my life and like everyone knows i streamed last year and i went through fucking hell at the end of last year like a load of shit and i stopped streaming and if i'm honest without click it would have been harder and I never would have streamed again. I never probably would have met, or I wouldn't have met you guys. Yep. So that's what I think is a massive thing with like, yeah, beyond and click and everything. I think building that like family reputa reputation in a way. It's not like just like, it's not just a business. It's not just a, a group of people. It is you go into it and yeah, like I, I, I feel like I would invest a lot. Of, I've invested a lot of time into Click and into trying to promote stuff with Beyond, where like I'm, I'm what I can do. Where I think, yeah, I would do that because it is a family. You don't feel it's oh, not like right, yeah. 
like yeah, it's easy with mates. You can go out and nah, fuck it. Yeah. Whereas yeah, if that's, you feel that invested, it's awesome. Love it. That's, that's what think, we want yeah. to portray and put forward as well, though. Like both with the podcast, with ourselves individually, mm. with the business. Obviously, we want to be that family friend that you can, if you need to, talk to or open up yeah, to. That's right. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, either of us three or literally anybody within the community. No matter what you're going through, we're literally one message away, and we want that to always be the yeah. case. Like mental health, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, is such a massive thing at the minute. Obviously, like suicide rates are at an all-time high, depressions are at an yeah. all-time high, and yep. if if people can just open up and have that yeah. safe space, which is exactly what we want to offer, hopefully, yeah. uh, we can we can help ease that and and come out of it on I think top. for me the biggest point that like with mental health and all that that i found is like, i've been really stressed at work like i say and that's part of the reason why i'm ill at the moment and stuff like that and it's hard to admit it and it's so so hard to go into someone when you know something's wrong and yeah. like i can openly say i suffer with like quite severe ocd which is it's a hard thing and it's a really weird thing for people to understand i said it to you boys but the one thing that like the one person that helped me fucking loads like a lot is four from click i can remember when i first said to him about ocd i i the only other people i've spoke to about me having ocd was was soph because she sees it and she's a diamond like amazing absolutely amazing and my mum because i speak to my mum about everything I can remember going to Spore and the thing that I want to portray in our podcast as well and everything that I go by is what he told me was it doesn't matter if I have a, say if I have a panic attack or anything like that, it is no different for say if you had a panic attack Bill and it, it weren't as severe, your scale is that, whereas mine might be that, but it is sure, yeah. all proportional. Mm. It doesn't matter and that's what I really thoroughly believe that we're gonna like go through like i know we've discussed like we're gonna go through stuff like that in the future and i can't wait i can't wait for podcasts like that because it's gonna be brilliant it's gonna be an enlightening like podcast to show yeah like I, we come on here not being funny we all come on here we all know each other well enough and we can like absolutely slate each other loads and like have a laugh but we all know what each other is like as well and yeah there's the there's behind the stuff scenes on. stuff that yeah People don't see, like, but as we mentioned with streaming earlier, obviously it's a massive task and you don't yeah. get to see that, but you also don't get to see the negative sides to our yeah. lives where we might be depressed or we might be stressed or we might have our own issues that people think, this guy's got a great life. He's on stream, he's loving life, he's enjoying himself. Yeah. Behind that smile could be the most pain and suffering ever. Exactly. But without talking to somebody and without opening up, you would never know that. And I honestly I think, think where... people need to do that more. Because one, you won't be judged. Two, it's not going to get any worse. You are at that all-time low. As I mentioned earlier in the stream, you can't physically get any worse from that bottomless pit. It yeah. is only up from there, and it could Couldn't just be one more. conversation away. And, and that is running a business as well. That yeah, that is it. There is a there's a big smile on a face, but behind that smile, you don't know what's going on in that head yeah. and like the the levels of stress. 
like everything like you say you look at someone on instagram and go fucking hell their life's insane man but really you know they're they're facing the same stresses in life you know just on a different you know completely different vibe but yeah i think that ultimately uh leads us on to the last bombshell yeah Oof. but a twist on it bum, bum, bum. i'm um, scared but excited at the same time <laughs> I don't yeah, want I mean, this, this to be the last cool. bombshell. I want there to be more. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dude, but there's, there's that's greedy. This is the that's problem, greedy. right? There's hundreds. <laughs> we'd go on until like, like late, late yeah. as well. I mean, we're already yeah, like three hundreds. hours in. <laughs> yeah. I've already, I've put it this way. I've already mapped out what the next four years look like for Beyond. I mean, okay. five years, including my takeover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to cut it short there because I thought you could probably help with the fifth year. Yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> uh, You've got four I'm years mapped out, but five years onwards, I'm I'm there. What, when do these <laughs> go out of date? When am I going to get one in one in five years? <laughs> so we have confirmed a humongous collaboration with another game coming very soon. That's all wow. we get. Oh my god! But this one, <laughs> this one's sick. On oh a scale of, god. on a scale of like, how how big? Um, E three big. Fucking hell. <laughs> okay, right. Imagine Mortal Kombat's like here. Well, it depends what you like. If you like fighting games, Mortal Kombat's up here, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, in in terms of like notoriety. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to say what it is, but there was a lot of talk. Put it that way. There's been a lot of talk in the last few Brett! Wow. Brett! Which I'm very excited about. Very excited about. I, uh, yeah, I wish I could say what it was. And I'm trying to work out a date where I can say what it is. But Do you um, have a, do you have a rough, cool. do you have a rough timeline for like, are we expecting this in weeks, months, years? Like months, months, months. Always okay. months. Hope, hopefully, yeah. Six, six, I mean, six. Um, this one's going to be quite a cool one because it's one where we're all going to be able to come together. And I'll leave you with that one. We're, uh, awesome. yeah, it's, it's going to be. Um, we'll be we'll be seeing you all soon. Oh, can't wait! <laughs> How sick! That's so sick. Bro, it's a busy year for Beyond. I cannot wait. I, yeah. I can't wait to be in December. My life's going to look so different. I'm going to have like a six-month-old baby. I'm going to have like Beyond's done all these awesome things and like loads more behind the brand. And just like six months in a, in, in our world is like 10 years in other people's yeah. worlds. Like it, it's, it's insane. So I'm hey, really looking forward to the next In six months, months I'm going to have a Beyond Range Rover. I mean... Yes, indeed. Yeah. Indeed. I mean, it might Bro. be a key ring. But I am I am one hundred percent up for Range Rover and I'll just my get, next like, car. <laughs> <laughs> my next car, one hundred percent. I I will get it beyond wrapped without a doubt. Like I'd absolutely love to. Like it'd be so sick. Theo would love designing that as well, bro. Imagine by all means, Theo, let's talk. Like he would love that, dude. Seriously, that'd be insane. Um, one quick last regard um, was a, a question mentioned earlier, which was uh, from Addy in the chat. 
Um, which I think rounds this off perfectly and goes off what you just spoke about there. But what is your most ambitious goal or idea that you have for beyond? Without obviously giving anything away, like what is your most ambitious aspect that you'd like for beyond? Um, great question, Addy, first of all. Um, I think I want to... It's a really tough one, right? Because how long are we talking? Are yeah. we talking 15 yeah. years time or are we talking, you know, in the like short term? But yeah. I want to, I want to change. So look, we've, we've launched as a, as a gaming energy drink, right? Why, why have, why have we got to stop at gamers, right? Stop there. You know, and Krazy knows that actually the drink's good for everyday life. How do we make it from from it not just being a brand about esports and gaming? Obviously, that is where our focus is. But how do we how do we make it a wider product? Like right? a lifestyle so I'm sure drink. When Lucasaid started, they didn't just go, "We're going to be the drink for people who go on cycles." Like we're going to be the drink for cyclists. They didn't do that, right? They they came in and they like. They had massive aspirations and they were like, we're going to be the drink that actually supports physical endurance. We're going to be packed full of electrolytes, packed full of minerals that really help with recovery, right? Without changing the kind of stance of beyond, we are moving into a period, a very heavy period of mental health issues and people that need, um, you know, advanced cognitive function, people that have high stressful jobs, uh, people that want to have like long gaming sessions and streaming sessions like peaceful did a 63 hour stream um like a couple of weeks back he he slept for like four hours at a time and left the stream on but like people are doing this how do we become the staple choice for that and and our ambition is to fill that spot lucas aid doesn't fill that spot right if you're going to do a 63 hour stream you're not pulling for a lucas aid right because but if you were going for a bike ride you would be okay like how do we fill that spot? And, and, and ultimately, it's not overly ambitious. I think it's achievable. Um, but yeah, I mean, like an obvious answer would be, I want to be one of the biggest energy brands in the world, but step by step and, and uh, little by little. But for I the right reason. Put, exactly, yeah. you you got to put like markers in so you know you're doing well. It's very easy in a business to look at like the overall picture and go, we're not smashing it. Like what's going on? But like, have a look at yourself. Like you've only been in this business for six months. Have a look where you are. Like have a look at what your sales is doing over, over a period of time. Have a look at your like projection and it will make you very happy. Like, and, and that's kind of what you got to do. You've got to put small milestones in so you can get to a milestone. You can go, well done guys, we're here. How do we get to the next one? And it's like that never ending cycle of pushing forward just that little bit more, a little bit more, even if that milestone's only a hundred meters away, trust me, if you're doing a marathon and you have to complete 23 miles, right. Or whatever it is, 23 and a half miles, you want there to be someone that, you know, at every hundred meters patting you on the back and saying, well done, you're getting there. Come on another hundred meters. You can do this. You can do this. And it's the same in business. It's the same with beyond. So like, yeah, we, we're putting some sensible milestones and, and I hope we, uh, we smash our aspirations. Okay. Awesome. On that note, I've got something I want to say on that note and to finish off the stream. Like, I think it's just a motivational something, like following that line. And it's something actually that I need to do more myself. And I think if everyone done more themselves, even if you wake up tomorrow and you're watching the stream now and you wake up tomorrow and you do, like, 
I've heard it from loads of people, and it is like sort of celebrate the small successes and build off them. Whether it be you wake up and you make your bed, like it sounds stupid, but literally, I know myself that if I wake up and make my bed, like I'm actually so much more productive. I'm like, yo, shit, I've done that. What am I doing next? Just that's a Royal them. Navy. I'm pretty sure that's a Royal Navy um, yeah. video that I've seen where the dude's yeah. like, did you make your bed this morning? And you're like, no, I didn't. I walked out of the house. And he's yeah. like, he makes you sit there and think, if you can't even make your bed, like, how are you prepared for the morning? How are you exactly. prepared for your day? And it was so inspirational. I love videos like that. This, like, those are the kind of videos I love finding. All yeah. of this little success things, goals things is exactly what I want to put together for a podcast in the future. As I say, I'm guinea pigging myself. Uh, and it all comes full circle perfectly. Um, so I'm excited to see that you guys are into that because uh, yep. I certainly am and I certainly hope that it helps people in the future as well. I think just based on what you said there though is one of the things a lot of people get hooked up on is goals um, and one of the issues with being a goal-driven person is it's micro-happiness. Yeah, You reach those points where you're like, yes, I've done this and you're happy and then as soon as you've passed that, there's that period of sadness again until the next micro yeah. happiness. If you can find that balance that runs throughout so that you're happy yeah. up until the point of achieving that as well as achieving what you're doing, the process itself, if you're happy doing that, then the goals are bonuses. It's all, it's all so small true. steps. Like you'll say that you, you'll know it yourself, Billy, because obviously your businesses, but I think personally for me, I know whenever I've been most productive and I've been at my most positive is you you have that main goal, that main goal up here. So like when I wanted to be a streamer full time, I had that main goal here. I wanted to be a streamer, but build them steps in between that once you hit that, I was like, okay, if I can get to 10 average views or 20 average views and do this, that, that's what you've got to do. That will keep you positive. And that's what yeah. we want to be able to teach you as well through the podcast. That's I think we should... Uh... We should do another one in six months time to talk about the last six months because we and I've got a lot Yo, happening in the next six yeah, months. I that think would we should be, do like a Christmas yeah, one. Hundred percent. Yeah, sounds good. That would be sick. I think. And catching I hope to up see you guys grow over like, that. Yeah, I Put think it's going to be crazy. Place, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's what I think. I think that's something. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how where we've all gone. Like, obviously, we'll all still be doing this, but like, obviously, for you, like, each of us are going their own different ways like you're building your yeah, business sure. i want to go down or yeah the staff role or behind the scenes and like sure you want to build your like in content but for other people but i think it'd be interesting yeah. to see come back like you say six months time have another one of these that shit for another up. three hours let's do a show in six months time that says what have we achieved like and let's talk about the next six months. Or let's talk about our, our previous six months at that point. Like, yeah, what have we done? What were the small micro steps we wanted to achieve, and what, like, we? I've just invited myself on your show, by the way. Let, no, no, no. Let's yeah. let's <laughs> hold up, hold up. Let me let me pull an invite as well. Let's do this at Beyond HQ in person. Love. Get yeah. Get your podcast sorted. Get yes. your shit together, and yeah. let's let's get that done. Let's get it let's all together. It. We can hug it out, maybe toss each other off in like the storage cupboards and <laughs> talk about how wonderful uh, we all find each other. Yeah, yeah, no, that'd be awesome. cool. I'd love you guys to come down and check out the place anyway. You can have a look where everything's made and 
And actually, if you spend more than a few hours there, you'll see how chaotic it is. <laughs> yeah. So you'll be like, Whoa. I'd love to do like a day in the life, just like, yeah. even just following you and making a video that just shows like the, the little things that you experience during the day that make monumental differences, whether it's like people within the business or little decisions that you make that make massive rippling effects. Yeah. I think it would be an awesome insight both into beyond. 100%. And the mindset, and obviously of yourself as well. For sure. For sure. Well, I think it's exciting to finish this. Yeah. It's been a hell of a podcast. This has been. Before we we wrap up, can you just let me know who won the vote? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, It's gone now. Uh... (laughs) No, I think uh, think you find that you got outvoted. Uh, it's, it's gone now. Uh, shame. I can't see it. It's that far back. Uh, <laughs> okay, maybe we, one. maybe we do look like an index, but I mean, let's. <laughs> you persuaded. It's it. uncanny. <laughs> it's I'm gonna uncanny. pull up. Some, I'm gonna pull up some pictures. I'll make like a comparison thing between uh, me and Crazy and Adam Deck. <laughs> or like a face Please. morph. Where it morphs from one face to the other and we'll so see how similar good. we actually look. So um, yeah, final thoughts wrapping up. Thank you honestly so much for taking time out of your, your busy day. I know you've yeah, been uh, obviously me, paintballing and stuff like that this morning, taking time out of your recreational time to spend some time with us. So I can't thank it's you enough good. for that. And thank obviously, you all the viewers as well. This yeah. here as well. Like, thank you everyone. Without you guys here, like we yeah. say, we this <laughs> is for you guys here. This is for trying to motivate you guys or help you guys as well without you guys here we we wouldn't be able to do this so like i want to yeah we we all here want to say thank you to you guys for supporting us supporting beyond supporting click like without you guys we would and leading from that if you guys ever need the support from us whether it's just somebody to talk to somebody to rant at like anything we're always a message away i know it's been for myself here yeah one click one click away oof this is this is turning in this is slowly turning into a mental health marketing campaign (laughs) (laughs) but for real if if anybody has any issues or quarrels or anything they just want to talk about we're we're always here to listen whether we can lend a hand in whatever you need or whether it's just a shoulder you need to speak to then we're we're always here as well so yeah i think that's probably the best way to wrap this up to yeah. be fair, I could sit and talk all night because I've got so many more questions, especially based on the Trump, the the bombshells that you drop. But uh, <laughs> I know we all need to get away. Uh, yeah. So yeah, thank awesome. you very much. I hope you guys enjoyed the stream, and we shall see you next time. Cheers, guys. Thanks. See you. Bye.